Hey everybody, it's Drew. And it's Blake. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers podcast. Before we get into that, I'm just going to shoot through our social media preamble real quick. You can find us on all the social media platforms just by searching the name of the podcast. There you can keep track of our comings and goings and all that fun stuff. But the main thing is we want everyone to come to our Twitch our Twitch streams with our podcast editor slash cousin Brian. You always do editor first. He's our cousin first then became the podcast editor. Is that, is that how you prioritize your relationship with him now? Oh, yeah. He's of value to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's... He, he, uh, um, but our podcast editor slash cousin, cousin Brian, please come to our, our, our Twitch streams at twitch.tv forward slash smoking, two smoking controllers. Yeah, we should be um, wrapping up Wolong Fallen Dynasty soon. And moving on to... Um, Maybe Borderlands? I think, we're, I think we're talking about Borderlands 3. I think so. That's a, just a, to mix it up with the shooter. Lastly, we have a store and a Patreon page. Patreon page is really just to semi-pay Brian and hopes and dreams. And mostly it's for Devious and his awesome artwork that he always does for us. And the other thing is uh, we have a store. And I think Drew just finished putting up a... We, we you know, have thanks for everyone to celebrate our 100 episodes with us. Uh, but he put the 100 episode artwork on t-shirts and stuff. Now, is it just t-shirts or is it just t-shirts? Yeah. Just t-shirts for now. For now. 100 episodes of my underwear. Yeah. So just thank you everyone for for that. And go check out the store. You can get koozies, beanies, shirts, a glorious pair of underwear. You know, whatever you're into, we don't shame here. And uh, the links to everything will be in the show notes. So thanks everybody. And with that... Well, a spoiler warning, because we are going to be, you know, there's not a lot of story necessarily going on in this game, but there's a lot of cool things. Yeah, there's a twist right right at the end. Yeah, yeah, there is. I forgot about that. But there is, like, just each little area's got its little secret thing where we'll be spoiling some of that stuff. So if you haven't played the game, pause now, go play it, come back. But the, uh, the game we're diving into, <laughs> pun intended, uh, is called Dredge. originally came out March 30th, 2023. It is a fairly, it's probably one of the newer games that we've played almost instantaneously. Yeah, it had a bit of, uh, I, I just kept seeing it pop up all over the place. People were just kind of talking about it and stuff like that. And I kind of looked at a couple of 
screenshots. You know me, I just look at one or two screenshots and it dropped on Gamefly so fast. Anything that ain't a side scroller or anything like that, anything looks remotely unique, drops on the Game Pass and just happened to be up high for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know, the Gamefly, Gamefly stuff's kind of random. Now, when I look into it, some people have been calling this a a fishing RPG. I don't know. I don't know why people throw the term RPG around so loosely. Mm -hmm. It's mildly annoying. Mm -hmm. I'll call this a. Well, I'm using this term that was coined by the internet. It called an open world archipelago. Because that's technically where you're at. You're in an archipelago. So it's an open world archipelago. Is, it, is, it, is it archipelago? Is that a group of islands or something? Yeah, it's an archipelago. Fishing simulator. That's what I'll call it. It's mm -hmm. a fishing simulator mm -hmm. it, with, with a nice little dark twist, some Lovecraftian twists in there. Yep. It, it, it launched March 30th, 2023, and it launched on everything. It hit Windows, uh, Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox all concurrently, which is not yeah. something that usually happens. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Surprisingly not on Game Pass. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, to, to whatever. But it is developed by Black Salt Games. This is their only endeavor they've managed, they've done so far. This is it's a pretty outstanding oh, first game, frankly. I'll be I'll be hundred percent honest. Yeah, for a first go around, yeah. I mean, some companies just kind of nail it on the first go. Yeah. This game is not perfect by any means, but but it, it is a an amazing opening volley, like a mm -hmm. great first first uh, venture. So it is five people. Four people who work for the studio, and then they hired a composer. They outsourced to a composer. I don't know who did what. I just know that there are three developers and a studio manager. They are Nadia, Joe, Alex, and Mickey. They didn't have their last names on their on their website, but it was just picture of them and their first name, and then all give them like a thumbs up or a funny thing. That's weird. And they are based out of New Zealand. They're all Kiwis. Who is it? I don't think that term is derogatory. Oh gosh, you should have, you should have checked, checked that for you said it. Yeah, I don't think so, but I, is that like a native term for a, for a New Zealand New Zealander? I believe. Yeah, I've heard other New Zealanders say that, but I don't know if it's something that only New Zealanders can say, and yeah, American I cannot say that. Apologize if it is offensive. Uh, well, we're big fans of uh, creatives coming from oh, New yeah. Zealand. I mean, we're, we're, I love Reese Darby, um, yeah. Taika Waititi, I love um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah, lots of, lots of great stuff coming from there. And, you know, and I, of course, I love you know Lord of the Rings and Xena and Hercules. They're all filmed down in New Zealand, <laughs> so. I'm not a fan, guys. <laughs> don't don't murder me. I apologize if I was offensive. And the studio started uh, in February of 2020. That's pretty good. That's just a three-year self-funded turnaround. They, they, so it said self-funded. They didn't kickstart anything. It's yeah, I don't even think there was a publisher attached or anything. No, there is a publisher, and uh, I do want to talk about them very briefly just because they're actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. They're not just some nameless thing. The publisher is Team 17. Oh, yeah. They've been around for 33 years. They have some smaller things in the repertoire, something called Alien Breed, another called Killer Frequency, which sounds kind of fun. It was like a, a horror comedy. Thing. I feel like Team 17 was a bigger name during the 360 era. Yeah. Uh, the main thing for Team 17, though, is they were primarily themselves were a developer as well. Mm -hmm. But they're responsible for Worms mm -hmm. in its entirety. Yeah. 
I said more along the 360 area. There was a lot more worms between the PS2 or not not PS2, PS3 360 mm-hmm. area. Uh, there was like a lot of, a lot of different worms. worms things coming up. There's stuff come up, come up before that. I, think, I, I don't yeah. know what what what. They've been around since like the mid 90s. So I'd say like I would say PS2 to 360 era. Yeah. That the, the, those two generations where they were they were really all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is they they must have gotten much more popular. A lot of a lot to do with the worms. Because from 96 to 98, they helped develop seven other games, which is kind of cool. You know, that's a large, that's like one a year, maybe almost a little less. But then in 2013, they started um, just, they must have like a bankroll or something. They started helping people left and right. So from 2017 to 2023, they've helped publish 60 games. That is a, that's a good chunk. Yeah. And usually, they, I usually see them attached to cool little indie things like this. And they have two upcoming. They don't have a release date right now. They have two that's supposed to be either for the last quarter of this year or 20. No, I think it was just it said 2024 TBA. So they're supposed to come out sometime this year that they're working on. Hmm. That's pretty cool that they're they're out doing that. But we actually we we don't talk about publishers all that often. But I'm trying to at least shine the light on the people who help. A little bit more. They were responsible for publishing one game that we've already spoken about mm-hmm. back on episode ninety-four when we talked about um, moving out. Oh yeah, and they're, 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 they're helping publish moving out and moving out too. We probably we probably won't play moving out too. Mm, maybe if it's on a Game Pass or something, I might. Yeah, we're bored. We're really bored. And because I do like bringing this up because it's kind of funny. It's funny just to, I think me and Drew really, but this was developed on the Unity engine. Yeah, I mean, when you're developing something, there's three options: Unity, Epic, uh, Unreal, or in-house. Yeah, that's really <laughs> your three options, and in-house engines are insanely expensive to develop on your own and yeah, maintain. Sometimes it bankrupts the company. If you look into our hydrophobia episode, we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, great engine, but it wouldn't have a lot of uses for outside that particular game, which is weird because it was cool. But anyway, and that's kind of it for the developer. And the publisher, because like I said, small time, small. So team. imagine that you said they've developed just this, and I guess we'll we'll say that uh, we didn't play it, but the they were obviously developing the uh, DLC. The DLC that did, that's already come out, mm-hmm. or it, yeah, it came out November sixteenth, twenty three. So right, after we played the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Almost like maybe like what a month after we played the game. Yeah, because I, I took that uh, my first my last achievement in the game I got on September thirtieth. So like I literally a month and some change after. Yeah, they announced the DLC and put it out. It sucks. I mean, I was about. We'll get into it. I was. I mean, I was kind of. A DLC's cool and all, and I was. I enjoyed the game. We'll, we'll talk about. But uh, I was kind of ready for it. To, and I watched the trailer for the DLC. It looks cool. But I was kind of like, kind of had enough of the game by the time I got to the end of it. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you're not wrong. Generally, though, the game is inc- is very well received. Everything everything I looked at it was above average scores, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And. There's a free, a free update they put out in May of 23. I don't have the exact date, but in May of 23, they put out a free update, which allowed customization of the boat. Oh yeah, we, we did that paint the hull and paint the roof. Paint you got different paints, and then you got these cool little um, banners, these little flags you can do. So those are kind of cool, but that's a lot too. You had to add in like the whole extra thing and had to do the quest line for the guy to get all the different apparitions and stuff yeah. like that. And as well as that, I as well as the boat customization, they also tacked on a passive mode, 
which makes the game less stressful. Yeah, which we which we actually didn't turn on. No. I, I never turned it on. Mm-mm. I thought about it when I first started. But I was like, I want to see how kind of how the, this game is meant to be played. No, 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 nowhere I ever read. It's going to be like, this game is so freaking horror. I never read that anywhere. So I was like, I'm going to try the game kind of as it is. And it was fine. I, mean, I can see some people like... Just just wanting, just wanting to fit and do the fishing stuff. Yeah. I was only ever maybe killed one time. I was killed a couple of times. Well, like two or three, honestly, just because a couple of times were my own fault. Yeah, push, pushing yourself too far. Pushing myself too far with some of the abilities we'll get into. Another one was just getting caught off guard. Like, oh, no, I'm trying to, I can't get out of the way in time. And But our, I think I had two or three times where I died. And two of those, I think, were 100% my fault. I just wasn't paying attention. So, so yeah. Passive's there. Not not needed. We talked about it. It's, not, it's different, maybe, um, because I really need you to play Soma. These games aren't related, except in, in, in no way. Well, I guess they're both kind of Lovecraftian in a way. But uh, Soma has a regular mode, and then Soma has a passive. And I played Soma in passive. Soma's Soma's weird in passive because the, all the monsters are still there. They just don't don't do anything to you. Yeah, they don't they don't act like you're there. As well as the passive mode during that update, they also uh, announced that they were working on a second DLC. Uh, that was revolving around uh, the mysterious Iron Haven Corporation, which I don't even is that separate from the from the one I, we... I believe so because when I looked into Pale Reach, it didn't mention anything about this Iron Haven Corporation. Well, the game's still successful; they'd keep going at it. Because so I don't... wonder if, if they were planning on doing that and it evolved into. Yeah. But it said a a, a, a second payable DLC based on around the Iron Haven Corporation. So that's cool. What I would maybe maybe do to like support the company for for us as we we play on gamefly so we didn't actually get it like maybe when they like we know all its dlc is out and there's like a full dlc version i might buy that to like support them and just play the dlc separately and we might we might do like a little update on what we thought of the dlc because it, it, it puts some time between it too so we can kind of forget about the game and kind of come back with fresh to play some more because i don't know how long my play time was but anyway keep going but besides that i think that was kind of it for like their updates and then the the release of the the Pale Reach, mm-hmm. and the Pale Reach uh, doesn't seem to be very long. Yeah, like according to like TA and some other things like that, it's like one to two hours. No, no, it's not that bad. You probably got a couple of new. I, I saw. I know it's ice. I saw like a, a new up, uh, upgrade to your boat where you can run through ice and stuff like that. Ice breaker. I think it's posted. Yeah, so you get some new boat upgrades. I'm sure and some new islands to. Roam. It's one extra set, just like how some all these other ones, which we'll get into in a minute, they were like a bundle of islands. Yeah. And this is the same thing. It's a bundle of like frozen icy islands. Mm, I am interested. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um, the cool thing is, I think they toned it back, or maybe this was just some stuff because it adds because the base game has forty achievements. Mm-hmm. This only has eight, and then when it comes to like the fish and stuff, it, it's twenty-two total ab- uh, uh, aberrations and everything. Yeah. So it's literally just a twenty-two new fish. Well. I, I, with how the other stuff is probably like eight new fish and then they're aberrations. Yeah, we'll talk about aberrations here in a moment. Aberrate, yeah. But so it doesn't seem like it adds too much more. So I, I would be willing to to give it a give it a go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd wait because if they're going to add two two or three more DLCs, then I might wait for some yeah. sort of game of the year edition. <laughs> game of the year edition, <laughs> buy and buy it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I do want to because I'm always excited when games do this because it's so cool and unique. But the game does have a dynamic day and night cycle. Are we starting with that? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just letting the fans know that if that's what you're looking for, this game does have a dynamic day and night cycle. 
Yeah. Where, is, where daytime is two minutes and nighttime is forever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, Pretty much. Uh, before we get into all, all that, I got my, my notes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the look of the, look of the game. The look of, uh, there's like two different kinds. There's the general the way the game itself looks and then there's the character art which i kind of it's it's it it fits but it's it's separate in a way um what do you think about the way how how the actual game itself looks aside from the character art the game is almost self-shaded no it's not self-shaded it's it's not going for like 100% realistic. Like everything, nothing, it's not, the game's not exaggerated. It's not, well, the fish, some of the fish are exaggerated, some of the aberration fish. But the game itself has kind of going, it's like a cartooned realism. Because mm-hmm. it's all pretty, aside from the crazy stuff that's happening, it's pretty grounded and looks pretty normal. I would say, I hate, I will have a trailer attached to this. And we're always bad at describing how a game looks. I do have a perfect description of the actual artwork. Are you gonna steal? Not, not, not the. Uh, are you gonna steal what I said about it? No, no. This is an act because I was looking into it. I, I was trying to because I am trying to be better about being descriptive at least a little bit so <laughs> as, as we stumble over this. Yeah. So I'm not gonna whip out and be like, "Oh, these are you know," and name some artists. I don't know, like these are like Rembrandtian, uh, you know, brush strokes or none of that nonsense. But I looked up some other people and. I, I looked up the art in general and then I kind of like read through comments and I was like, okay, I can agree with that and I can agree with that. That way I don't sound as stupid. But the general consensus that I found for the artwork and I think it, it mirrors what I think as well, but someone else put it in better words. It is a stylized and abstract, like painted portraits in the style of Dishonored and Disco Elysium. You did, so you did steal what I was going. You did steal what I was going to say. So the character I, I called that character artist. <laughs> Mine's a little less than than yours. But the character artist kind of jagged and dark, and it heavily reminded me of the character art of Dishonored. And the the the, the thing I looked at specifically mentioned Dishonored and Disco Elysium. I can see the Disco Elysium in there as well. They they, they use the term stylized and abstract painted portraits. Mm-hmm. And that looks cool. That's exactly. I mean, that's and it fits the vibe of the game, of course, and it fits the like the the normal. It's got these like dark, for, you know, over overbearing tones because because in general it is you learn very from the get go. It's entirely a Lovecraftian thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. Which this podcast does love craft does love Lovecraft. To a point. To a point. Yeah, sometimes we don't. We've agree. talked about a few other. We talked about Sinking City on here. Yeah, and a couple other things. Did we play. We talked about uh, Canary. We talked about Canarium. Canarium. Yeah. Uh, of all that, we haven't played Call of Cthulhu. Of all the things, it's some. I think it's in our Xbox somewhere. Uh, we, there's always a Lovecraft. There's always new Lovecraftian stuff coming out. So this starts with a like any any boat game should is a it's a short lived but you do like the whole opening is a shipwreck, mm-hmm. and then you wake up on an island and. You t- the mayor of the the little first little hub, there's lots of little towns. The first little hub town is uh, Greater Marrow, and I uh, just want to sort of give you a boat. Like I guess the previous fisherman uh, died or disappeared, and this it's, it's a fishing town that has one fisherman or something. It seems I don't know. They seem pretty intent on needing a, a fisherman replacement uh, right away, immediately. <laughs> immediately. And so he's gonna give you, a, he's gonna lend you a boat. He says so you could. She could pay it back. I thought I did think that the paying the back of the boat was going to be like a like a, whole like a longer endeavor. But you like go fish like two or three times and you pay off the boat. I was like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. Now you just work for them and you're like, all right, let's go do some things. And they well, they send you on a semi quest to a, a bigger person, and then that is where yeah, it's like paying off the boat's the prologue. 
kind of a tutorial. Yeah, tutorial. Yeah. It's a quest. I will. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just call them quests, but I will say they quests are called pursuits. Yeah, which, in this game, which is, I, don't, I don't mind. I mean, different, different word than quest is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, a a fishing RPG, so maybe they should have used quest. Sure. Or quest. I don't know. That was dumb. Nope. Not even worth saying. Uh, you have main and main and optional pursuits. That kind of stuff kind of just runs together. You kind of a lot of times I didn't really know or it didn't really matter that I was like heading towards a main pursuit or or an optional because I was I, my the way I played this game was kind of doing everything. <laughs> Yeah, I, did, I made sure I did everything before I left the area. Working around the area, and then you kind of just move on to the next area. We'll talk about your boat, as you are given your boat right, right away. Your boat has a couple of things, or, uh, all the all the menus. This is all done through. So being off your boat is all menus mm-hmm. and talking to folks. No voice acting. I think there's like some, like near the end or something. There's some like, because there's like one or two cut, actual cutscenes in the game. They yeah, don't do any voice acting, though. I can't remember. Which is... I would I would be more annoyed if this game had more dialogue. Well, I think it has like like the 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 chip noise was like, ugh, hey, it's just like sighs and stuff like Did that. Did it have that? I think it just like it wasn't actual words. It was like grunts and sighs as you're going through like menus. Because remember, like some of the people you you like, ugh, ugh, like they would like make some noise as you were going through dialogue choices, or if it's your first time meeting someone. There was some very slight. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember, I don't remember that at all. I must have tuned it out if it even in there. So all the all the all the town stuff is done through um, menus. I'll go. We'll go over the town here in a second. But the most important thing is you, you get on the boat. Pretty much, he wants you to go like right away and go like go figure out how to do your, how to how to drive your boat. Your boat menus um, consist of a pursuits board, which is pretty much your quest log. Which is kind of neat. I like the way it's it's done like a board, and then you just like stick in post post-it notes like to like a cork board, and, and yeah, you kind of and you select them, and it tells you what you're supposed to be doing at the time. I just uh, scratch them out too when you're. Yeah, it marks them off. I like I said because the way the game, the way the game, the way I was playing the game, and the way I was always kind of going from one thing to the next, I never really had to like look at the pursuit board to remember what I was doing. I don't know how, how much, how often you kind of looked at it to kind of figure out like, what was I doing? Where was I going? Like I was kind of, you always kind of like do like a circle here, then go over here and do a circle then go over here and kind of like, you're always, you're always on the move and it's always just like checking stuff off. And I just never, never had, I didn't have so much stuff on my pursuit board that I needed to like, where was I, you know? Cause a lot of times as soon as something would pop up, I would try to take care of it immediately. And whilst you were taking care of that, another pursuit would either finish or start. And you're like, cool, let me just. What's that one? Okay, do go do that. So I was just kind of like mm-hmm. taking off. The only ones that I really had to go back and look at were, I think there's three of them. No, there's four of them. Of those mysterious robed figures that are just oh, yeah. on an island. Like so trying to remember what fish they needed. What fish they needed and where they were. Yeah, for sure. So, well, figuring out where they were also ties into the next thing out here is the world map, of course. You have a big, big map. Very important. Very important. This game would have... <laughs> would this game be impossible without a map? Uh, yes, it'd be very difficult. I mean, I'm, obviously that, that there's no reason for them not to have a map. I'm just saying on the off weird chance they were just like, be a be a boatman with no map, no no map, and use a compass and figure it out. Why would this game they just had a compass? So it was just like, it was like figure. I'm not gonna use that. I'm not gonna use a compass. Don't. <laughs> you know, the map, like I said, very important. Uh, you can mark stuff. Very accurate map too. A yes. lot of things. It is uh, divided with like a, a, grid a grid base, where you can it's actually. Number, it's like you know a three big battle. Ship. Yeah. A4, D5, yeah. you sank it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no battleships in this, but. No. But you can't get sunk. 
Yeah. Uh, next is, uh, I, I read a couple of these, but it's the messages from the message in the bottles you find scattered. There's like 10 of them, I think. It's a treatment for finding all of them. I think I read them when I picked them up and I skimmed them. They're, I don't remember. Do you remember what they were talking about? I think they all lead, all the messages in the bottle lead to, uh, well, according to this story, I think he's the former mayor. So those lead to him. Yes. Sarah Cut. That, that so, little boat, that little, that tiny little island that's off from. How you get, how you get the true ending, which we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, I think. So yeah, I, 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 I remember skimming them, but like again, we've played games before where we were like, I think we played one. We talked about we were on the podcast. We were just like enjoying the gameplay itself and weren't really caring that much about the why of what was why of what we were doing. You know why you were doing most of this stuff, but they think that it was just. I don't think you need to read those in order to find him. Yeah. I think that just pops up later because you can't dock there at all until later. I think to say maybe he's building a dock or there's something. Or, or, think, or maybe to trigger the, the sets of quests yeah, that lead you. I think you can go there infinitely and it's just like an abandoned campsite. It's not until after you find all the message and bottles mm-hmm. here at the actual campsite. I think that's okay. what it was. Uh, next, also uh, quite important, you'll be in this menu all the time, is the encyclopedia or the Fish index? Fish index or the fishopedia or I don't know. I think it has some name. Yeah. Uh, this tells you all the fish uh, that you've caught and which aberrations of the fish you I mean, how many aberrations each fish have, which we'll talk about here shortly, and uh, where you caught them, day or night, and all that stuff. Um, uh, depth eventually for uh, yeah, for, for crab cages, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. and uh, all, all that kind of stuff. All the information you need to find anything is in there I think it will do it also tells you the terrain because remember you had coastal oceanic oh yeah yeah, yeah. we can get to that here too yeah the different type of different types of fishing there's a bunch of that I don't know if I wrote all those down I got, I'd, I'd have them all down if you need I to I think I got We'll get to it in a second. Crab pots, that's what they're called, not cages. So that's, you'll, you'll spend, mo- between the world map and the encyclopedia are like the two places that you really spend uh, most of your time. If you're not obviously boating around. Uh, the last thing, very passive. I didn't really notice this stuff, honestly. I liked getting them because who doesn't like it? But it's, you have a bookshelf and you're given books that you click on a book and while you're while time is passing you're reading the book and when it finishes reading you get a, a passive bonus of some sort and those are all incredibly good I guess they're all really high bonuses but like do you really well some of them are probably with percentage bonuses in a game like this I'm like I don't really notice what they were doing like but they, they're all big like they're all pretty big big bonuses like 10, 15, 20% to boat speed or fishing and just, just, just all kinds of there's a bunch of them I got all you can do all the books about 10, 20 of them yeah something like that quite a few of the book shows so that's that's there also not the, and you don't actually read the books it's not there's not a book to read it's like a, you click they have a title mm-hmm. and you click on it and it fills up a meter it, takes to read it. it fills up a meter and then you just kind of you boom you pop the passive and the and once you have the passive skill you have it forever yeah, yeah you don't really lose those so that's what all the menus on the boat now it's we obviously get into driving the boat which obviously i think is just arcade style driving wasn't it? yeah very, very, yeah, very, uh, very easy. Very, I think they w- needed it to be or wanted it to be. Uh, that's all it was. It was just pick up and go. Like, you know, you, you, the only thing you really have to manage is your cargo, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah, it's fine. It, I guess you don't realize. So, apparently, you're pretty slow in the beginning, and you don't really think about how slow you are until like later in the game. Well, I guess you kind of you, you do notice you're getting faster as you buy new engines and stuff, but like when you're first starting, you're kind of just putting along. It, I think it feels fine and I enjoy the feel of it. Uh, I think there is a, a difficulty like reversing 
Yeah. Backing up, backing up is also hard, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is probably difficult if you're in, a, in an actual boat. Um, hitting stuff, uh, I didn't have too much trouble with this, but hitting in stuff. Certain areas. And sometimes when you get the faster engine, then you're going into like old places where you didn't have the fast engine before. Mm-hmm. Uh, running, you running into stuff. I only had, uh, I only lost stuff once or twice. Because when you hit some, you hit something, you damage your cargo hold, and it like, if it if it it randomly selects a spot because your 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 uh, cargoes is grid based, and it randomly selects a damage square in there. If it lands on, if it's on something you're carrying, the item's lost, lost to sea. Unless it's a piece of equipment, then it just damages it. it Damage it, it. and you have to get it repaired. Yeah, yeah. That really sucks when it breaks your fast engine, (laughs) which which happened to me before. (laughs) You gotta with like your like sub engine, whatever it is. Yeah, two knots. Yeah, it sucks. I happened to be at nighttime on my way back to like the the traveling merchant, which I'm sure you will get to here shortly. Mm-hmm. And I, I got attacked by one of the things at nighttime, and I was like, it, it didn't sink me, thankfully, but it took out both my engines. I was like, and then like I did it. Back. I did it in the second batch of uh the second batch of islands. Hold on, we'll get to, and it was a. Uh, the big big fish had hit me or no I was boosting too long and I blew my engine and I had that thing trying to follow me around as I'm puttering back to get back to the little thing it, it sucks but you know that's, that was my own fault um, I didn't experience this I don't think you did either but there's a couple of times throughout the game where you're you're escorting somebody in your boat or you're carrying somebody in your boat uh, I learned later that those escort quests can have failure states which includes um, hitting something and then if that the person that person there's a dog one time there's, there's this guy's brother there's a, there's a few there's a few times you're carrying somebody and if you hit something and they go they're gone yeah you, there's no recovering no. I, read, I read that too. yeah I didn't know there was like a fail state for the uh, like a fail state for these quests they get lost to the sea or whatever and I was like well, dang I didn't even know that it's like the game I would do that I was incredibly careful when I was carrying them like, before I read that, I was the like, longest the longest thing drive I ever had was with the dog and I was nervous the whole time I had the dog on there oh yeah oh yeah cause you gotta go like oh yeah cause you need to go through the basin or go around cause you go through there's that thing. yeah Next thing, of course, as we, as we move through this, mm-hmm. driving, of course, you, 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 know, you figure out you're driving the boat. You kind of pick that up. I think you pick that up pretty quickly. It's not too hard. And it's like the, one of the, obviously, one of the main things you do. Uh, the first things you're going to figure out you're, is that the, the mayor sends you have to go fishing. You're given like some default. I didn't write down all the different types of, I didn't write down all the different fishing rods. Or so, there's a lot. There's different types. Um, I, I wrote down, if you, want, if you want to get into it now. Uh, we'll just start with, with the first two is coastal. What, I don't want to do too much and it get. It's, it's gonna be, we're going to say so much information about this game anyway. It's going to be confusing, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't played the game. But when you first start out, you have a coastal and shallows, mm-hmm. uh, or the two like rods you have like by default. I think you have them both by default, or you get you, one or the other, and then you get a one that has both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get so. So then you start uh, fishing. Um, the fishing. There's so everything's a mini game. I was worried about this when it first started. I thought this was going to get, I thought this was going to be really irritating. None of the mini games, and we'll talk about all the different ones. If I, if we, if I, remember. I don't really remember it. Like, I remember them, but I didn't write any of them down. Because there's like the button press, and then there was like the one where you have to like, it's just like circling, you have to like hit the dot, and then as it comes back, yeah. and then there was the, the, because the, there's the one that was circle, we hit the dot, and you have to hit the dot every time it comes back. Then there's the one that teeters back and forth, and you have mm-hmm. to like, boom, boom, every time it hits the middle. Yeah. And then there's like one that was like they were all they're all mini games you've played before in every other game ever. Yeah, they just did it with certain types of fish or certain types of fi- types of fishing. Fish, yeah, it's yeah. all different based on the yeah, all the shallow was this way, all the coastal was this way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
or the uh, the actual when you get your dread you get your dredging little crane thing. It's 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 a different button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one we have to like go through the maze. We have maybe because remember because your circles going. Oh, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's his raising that's for dredging. Yeah. The actual dredging. Maybe the hardest one, but, yeah, but still not difficult. None of it, and there's no difficulty setting for this game. I don't think. Um, besides turning on passive mode, which wouldn't affect this anyway. But none of these, none of the mini games. I was surprised that none of them were bad in a way that I would did, I got sick of doing them because yeah. I think I, I wonder how much time it took them to come up with these you said stuff you've done before but I wonder how they ended up picking the certain ones because I don't know we're different I get a lot about you might be different too but I never got like ugh, I'm tired of doing this one I'm tired of doing this one because because you're you're changing it up all the time doing different ones and I said and they're only like one or two three seconds long mm-hmm. and you do it so much it just kind of becomes the nature of the game and the kind of flow of the game that each you know I don't I just never got Never got burned out on them. And as you do your upgrades and the book readings, some of them are ten uh, percent more whenever you hit the green. So you like, you said have to do hit, hit something, hit the button three times, you gotta hit it twice and stuff like that. When it came to your upgrades, you got bigger. I thought the upgrades were mostly just this, how long it takes to do something. Well, yeah, which would include fishing. Well, yeah, but I thought that meant how much time has passed. Time passes when you're when you're doing the fishing and stuff like that. Because that's what we were talking about uh, while you're while you're fishing. You'll notice that uh, this is where you start noticing the, the clock, the day and night cycle. Uh, everything you do takes time. Moving takes time. Oh yeah. Moving takes time. Moving takes the most time. Everything takes time unless you're standing completely still. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, time's only moving if you're moving. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing anything, yeah. time even moves if you're turning your boat. Yeah. Like if you're sitting still and you're turning your boat, time. it's like they're they're. Who knows how they worked it out, but everything you do takes time. Fishing, everything takes time, and they fly through daytime like it ain't nobody's business. Uh, and the different what, the, what it's supposed to do is when you upgrade the rods, you upgrade your boat and stuff like that, you're supposed to like be faster and it take less time to do things. But I feel like, I guess, but like I still feel like it's always dark. It's always you're always going back to get out of the dark, going back to your any kind of dock. So, well, yeah, for the most part, but then like. You, you get much better. Uh, one of the upgrades to your boat is the, the your light, your headlights, and mm-hmm. those do help stupendously. A little bit. I feel like everything's a minimal amount, even from like maybe maybe if I maybe if I turn the game on in the beginning again and I turn the game on at where I was at the end, maybe I would notice a larger difference in the time I was able to spend doing things. Granted, I was able, I guess, by the end of the game, I was, I was able to like boat from one set of islands to another and it still be daytime. Yeah, as opposed <clears> to <throat> taking like a day and a half and so, being afraid because you're like. I've never been out here at nighttime. <laughs> and there's scary things uh, in the dark. So it runs on a 24-hour clock. Uh, the sun sets at 1800. As soon as the sun sets, your panic meter comes on, and what is it? Is it a panic meter, and then there's also a sleep deprivation. Well, that's the same thing. Yeah, that's exactly the same. It's the same. Yeah, the eye, the eyeball thing. So an eyeball opens at the top of your screen, looking back and forth, like in fear or panic. And then like, everything you do now, from as soon as the sun sets, everything you do uh, raises your panic. Now, I never found out if you could just panic yourself to death. I don't think you can, but it gets to, because I went, just because I was enjoying the game, I was kind of like late game, but I went two or three days without sleeping, <laughs> just because I was trying to, uh, trying to get done, trying to catch these things. But it got to the point where the hallucinations were happening in the daytime. Oh really? Yeah, like with the, the purple eyes were blinking all over the screen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you, you see, it's hallucinating. So you do start to hallucinate. Uh, hallucinations can hurt you. Yeah, they, you, they can actually bash your ship and hit you. You can and, dream a like a, a, a rock formation that's not normally there. Yeah, and you can run into it. 
Yeah, it, it, it's only there if you're light, if you're light because I've you can it's weird you can see like if you have your head highlights your head beams are on or whatever lights on then you see it this weird it, they always have this like strange like reddish aura outline so you know what it is and then when you turn your boat left or right you take the light off of it it's not there anymore so you are able, if you're quick enough like looking at you just turn your light off and it disappears and you can go through it but you know I've I've hit my fair share of hallucinations. <laughs> And that also includes, speaking of the hallucinations, there's one really cool thing that happens early on. Do you want to get into this? Hmm. The, uh, you, 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 what kind of, your first thing that chases you? Uh, an hallucination or like the, for the uh, other islands? At, at the very first one you encounter that angler. You mean when you're, when you're hallucinating? Yeah. You can talk about the hallucinations. We're talking about hallucinations right now. So... At first, I thought it was just a hallucination because one of the early achievements you get is to have a... Because you see other boats going out and about at nighttime, and you're like, okay, there's other people. Yeah, like only at nighttime. Only at nighttime. And uh, one of the achievements is to get a... You have a foghorn that you, you know, toot toot, and you... And as you honk it, one of the achievements is getting someone to honk back at you. You're like, oh, that's cool. So I did that. I saw someone randomly. I was like, oh, let me try to get this achievement. So I, 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 wave, I wailed on my, my horn, pulled on my horn, if you will. And then as the, uh, like someone, the boat like honked back at me, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe we'll have some sort of cool ocean interaction. And it came flying at me and it shifted from being a boat in the mist into the fog into a massive angler fish. <laughs> I, I probably almost legit scared you, huh? It, oh, yeah. Like, and there's a couple of these other creatures that almost each, the first time I encountered them, like, genuinely, like, oh, whoa, like, was like a jump scare. And then I got kind of, like, annoyed by them because I figured <laughs> that I was just kind of like, oh, I'm... But genuinely, that, like, was, like, that genuinely creeped me out the first time it happened. I was like, oh, my God, what just happened? And then, like, this crazy shadow creature came flying at me out of the darkness, and I immediately turned tail and ran back to my my town to try to sleep till daytime. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, while you're out, when you're out fishing the first couple of times, you probably will run into uh, two things, uh, aberrations, which we've been talking about and trophy fish aberrations or there's just like, it's just like the artists having fun, I guess. They're just, they're just mutated, just mutated Lovecraftian versions of fish. Uh, we maybe talk about this when we were playing the game. Um, we kind of wish every fish just had one aberration because you spend a lot of the time in the game trying to collect the other aberrations for like the achievements or just trying to f- fill up your fishopedia thing. Um, some 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 fish have two or three aberrations yeah. and it's all kind of luck based, which is irritating. Um, but with- but they don't. But what they do is they they sell for more. Mm-hmm. They like we we hadn't talked about the guy who buys fish. It, we get that that they do sell for a lot more than a regular fish, mm-hmm. and they kind of negate the um, the other thing, which is trophy fish, which is when you're going to catch fish. So sometimes sometimes there'll be a yellow dot or a yellow icon thing, and if you click on the yellow and catch it, that's a trophy fish, which is just a bigger fish. There's no trophy aberrations, um, but there is like like trophy fish like in aberrations. Uh, they're not terribly uncommon like you start you get a bunch of them and they're, they're just worth a whole lot more money well they're uncommon at first and but then as you unlock you have like i said your books increase your chance of getting aberrations and then there are these special shrine puzzles that every island has a shrine puzzle yeah. of those yeah and those give you special equipment that lets you um boost your chance of catching an aberration 
Yeah, you get those boosts. There's like passive boosts, mm-hmm. and there's rod boosts, and there's all kinds of different boosts, which makes it easier and easier. I'll talk about later, like the... To a point where you have like a 50 or 60% chance of catching aberration. Yeah, I used a... Um, a different method and not really a cheat, but like a well-known way to catch a certain aberration late in the game. I don't know if I wrote, I don't know if I wrote that down or not. Was that the, the bait atrophy achievement? Cause I think I did the same thing. No, it was just the, uh, trying to, there was a certain aberration I needed at the end of the game. And I looked online. Somebody was just like, use this method. And it was like throwing bait, mm-hmm. throwing out bait in a certain spot. And you always, it almost always results in that fish, which was, which was kind of neat. And that's where like J seven or J 15 yeah. or whatever. Just talked about selling fish. Uh, the first place you really see it is uh, at Greater Merrill, or pretty much every dock has it. And then we'll talk about the the mobile. What's that person called? Traveling merchant. Traveling merchant and does it all stuff on, on her thing as well. But at Greater Merrill, you have the fishmonger, which is a guy who just he just buys all your fish. He gives you various quests or pursuits. I guess you would say optional pursuits. Uh, and he um, sells. I think he sells the uh, uh, crab pots. I think, I, think, so. I think he sells crab pots. You can sell him crab pots, too. He's also the person that you have to do some of those special quests for, for the aberrations. He wants all these aberrations, or he wants two of this aberration and one of that one. I'm 90% sure it's, the, it's either the fishmonger or the trinket guy, and that's where you start doing your, your customizations, too. It's only from that guy. It's the fishmonger. Yeah, yeah, and all the, the trinket guy. Not even the trinket guy. It's the painter or something like that. I think okay, so, but it's the he's painter. in that same town. He's, he's the one across, across the Lesser, lesser, lesser Marrow, yeah. which is a sad name for a place. Greater Marrow and Lesser. <laughs> uh, yeah, also have the uh, Shipwright and the Dry Dock, which I, always, I was almost always clicking on the wrong menus here. One uh, upgrades or sells stuff. See, I'm getting confused now. One of them has upgrades for your boat, which are like the physical upgrades. Well, you do your research. And then research is like the set, like research trees. You have any research trees that um, give you... A dry dock is where you upgraded. The shipwright is where you uh, did your researches and stuff. Like yeah, that. so you, you get these research parts with these little gears and everything costs like one or two or three or four research parts. You find them all over the freaking game. find them sometimes getting lucky with... I don't think it was ever fishing, but it was trawling. Anytime you trawl... And sometimes when... Dredging. Dredging, not trawling. Trawling something else. But when you dredge, and sometimes it would give you like a an indicator of what, what's in the water be like the silhouette so you would kind of know what you were about to get get those little gearboxes to upgrade things um, the mayor is there of course but at, he kind of comes and talks to you when he needs to come yeah, talk to you talk to you yeah unless he has something to say to you his like the same di- general dialogue is like man get back out there and get some fish buddy it's just for you know just a standard and thing. And then the White Housekeeper, which I was told, like, we had a, like, a loose guide in the beginning of the game to kind of give, like, a getting started guide. It was always, it said to keep talking to her throughout the game every time you pass a milestone to uh, assure, for the story, I guess, and to assure, put yourself on the path for the, yeah, to make sure you're all caught up with her for the uh, true ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to... Uh, getting new equipment and stuff like that for your boat as either the dry dock or the ship whichever one does it mm-hmm. are the ones that has to install new stuff to your boat which of course takes time everything takes time uh, usually it's it's almost like installing something and then just go to bed because you're like you're going to burn like it's like two four six eight hours of installing something it, it, it doesn't really it just clocks it around and time changes for you 
uh, all the equipment, which I kind of didn't like this to an extent. All of your equipment takes up space in your cargo hold, which I guess is how, I don't know that's how the best way to do this. That's how it would work in real life. Yeah, I guess so. It'd be part of the boat. The cargo hold would be separate from the rest of the boat maybe, but, but of course I'm, 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 not a, I'm not a boat guy. Um, you still have somewhere for your rods to take up space somewhere because like it, you, it's what? Rods your net, your engine, and your lights. Mm -hmm. All have certain spots they can go, and the rest of the space is dedicated to what, whatever you're catching. Yeah. And when you're catching, you, you, you kind of fit those to the little squares. I guess it's all grid-based where they can go kind to. Like, like what old school Baldur's Gate or like some Resident Evil stuff where it's, it's all squares. You it's have all to, squares. When you're catching stuff, it automatically drops it into your thing. It was uh, only an auto-sort. Yeah, it, there's, there's like an auto-sort. Now, there's a certain part... Like you can auto sort other parts of the game. You can pretty there's other sections like maybe crab pots or other things that literally have an auto sort option. I don't know why your cargo hold just doesn't have a button that you can just auto sort it to maximize uh, room. Yeah, I don't know why. Really don't irritating. Why. I don't know. You think that'd be like that'd come right away? Or even I'd, I'd buy a research upgrade for auto sort. I don't care how to get it, but like just auto sorting would have been so much. E so much. It's, it's it's a minor issue. It would save a, a little bit of time overall. But I, I mean. I can see that being a, a, a kind of like a some people wouldn't want to do that. It was a button that you didn't have to press if you didn't want to. Yeah, but like having you me about having experience with them, like old school RPGs, where you have to manage your square based inventory. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm used to it. I think it's in like Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is the, yeah. my main thing I can think of. I think it was in Dark Alliance. It was in we haven't talked about it yet for the podcast, but it was in Diablo two. I think it's in what I think it's in Witcher or something too, isn't it? No, it's not Witcher. Two, maybe? Oh, whatever. But still. So, that's all that stuff. Uh, we were talking about lights. Uh, crab pots, you'll get pretty early on in the game. Those are uh, pretty easy. You kind of just you buy them and you equip them. And then you go to a spot. Actually, you can drop them anywhere. You're kind of looking at your boat. You have, a, you have a depth meter on your boat. And a, it doesn't matter until later in the game. But you can drop the crab pots at certain depths. And the little flag pops up to tell you where they are and it marks on your map uh, you know to go pick it up when it's got bubbles around it and you go and pick it up and you recover uh, then the, the pots last a certain number of days I think it's like three days at first yeah and then as you get them they get bigger pots they can hold more crabs and then they can um, they, they last longer they hold more crabs and then some of them have aberration bonuses and stuff yeah. like that so crab bots are kind of like drop it, forget about it. I uh, didn't do much of this at first until I realized you needed them for the achievement. for the achievement for it, and then you and and for just filling out your fish decks to catch catch all the different crabs. A lot of this was like dropping. You know, I dropped five or ten of them and then go run off and go do other stuff, and you can come back shortly after. And then the crowd, a lot of the aberration crabs are used for the painter to unlock your little customization paints and stuff like that for your boat. And thankfully the internet exists and because other people have done the research, but there were specific depths that certain number, like if you were dropping a crab cage at like 10 meters, every they just constantly dropping it at 10 meters, calling it a day. You're never going to catch certain aberrations there. They were like, and they're also set like this aberration only caught between 60 and 80 meters deep. If you go above that or, you know, and so. Yeah. It never got too terribly complicated, but it was just like kind of. I'm glad someone else did the work for me, honestly. And I was able to, you know, go from there. Because I think we used a, 
We didn't use a TA guy. We think we used a Neo Seeker. There's a Neo Seeker guy that was kind of, it was also kind of loose, kind of how the game is played. It was kind of like, maybe try to do these two things while you're running around. It was kind of, it was kind of loose. Most of the time, you didn't really need a guide. Um, I needed a guide near, like, late game. I was like, where do I find this fish? Yeah. Where's the best place to harm to get this aberration? Because I wasn't too worried about it, but then, like, post-game, and I'm like, I'm like, of the uh, 128 fish and aberrations in your decks, I was like, it tells you, I was like, oh, I'm like 122. Crap, maybe I should really try to get this 100% and stuff like that. Yeah, so for sure. Started, like, really trying to do it. Uh, we've mentioned it a little bit. Across the way from Greater Marrow is Little Marrow. Is it called Little Marrow? Lesser. Lesser? Lesser Marrow. That's funny. Uh, there's the trader and the painter. Uh, the trader just takes, like, you find random trinkets, it calls them, when you're not when you're fishing, but when you're dredging or doing other things. Every now and again, you'll get one while you're fishing, too. Do you? It's just like jewelry and just different different parts of different things. Yeah, goblet, only Goblets. Only use it has is taking to him and selling it for uh, more money. We didn't talk about money in the game, of course, but we said selling a bunch of times, so you do everything. Everything costs money. The painter is just there for the crab aberrations. You do have a guy here that... Uh, uh, that I had to uh, his quest is attached to this town necessarily but the the castaway uh, he's off to the north of here a little bit and you find him I forgot like I told you when I found him the first time he was like super hey super happy to like cause he's been cast away but uh, my boat was full <laughs> and I couldn't take him yeah, and he was yeah, and he was just like what so you're just gonna leave me here yeah, yeah. I was like I yeah because I him by accident because he actually has either help or SOS and like rocks yeah you can actually you can stumble across him. Yeah, I thought it was funny that my boat was full and I had to like leave because it was more important to me to go to get money to go yeah. sell to go sell the stuff I had first and then come back and get him and bring it. And he's just a short little uh, pursuit, sub pursuit or side pursuit. Speaking of that, we've talked about traveling at day and night. Your the the fish and stuff that you catch does have a time limit. It can eventually rot. Yeah, this doesn't. I was selling stuff so rapidly anyway, and you fill up you fill up your boat so fast that like in the in the not say post game, but at the, near the end game when I was like fishing for specific ones and my my boat would get full, I'm just like whatever, I don't care, I'm not trying to sell it, so I would just ruin stuff yeah. with either rod or I was just like you know what, and I would just discard it. I literally just throw it. Yeah, late it. late game, you have more money than you can spend. Oh yeah, and after a certain point, you've bought everything, and the, and you don't the only thing you can do is um, repair your stuff when it gets like damaged. Yeah. If you're really, if you're pretty good about it, you don't really have to worry about that. Like I had loads of money by the end. Oh yeah, I say more than you can spend. Eventually, you have a pursuit. I'm guessing it's for the fishmonger called the grotesque fish. I wrote down here, mm-hmm. and that and he ends up pulling a handkerchief out of the, out of that fish, and that's who you end up take. You take that handkerchief to the collector, who is like kind of like the main guy. Uh, for the rest of the game, the kind of the main guy who gives you like the main story quests. Mm-hmm. He lives on Blackstone Isle, which is like right right beside Greater Marrow. You like can you can get right, right. east. Well, no west. It's like directly west. west right? Yeah, on his little island, you just you only have like two things to click on. It's like the ruined mansion, which is him, and the workshop, which I had no idea what it's for. You don't you don't really do anything with the workshop until I found out like after the fact. That I was looking at it for uh, looking at the, the guide or something like that. That it's actually used for DLC distrib- distribution. So I guess if you download DLC, maybe you get whatever you need from that little little workshop. Maybe, maybe there's a map to the. New, I, mean, I don't know how it works, but apparently that's where you go. It's weird. It's there before DLC, before there's any DLC, because you don't. They, they have plans for DLC. For yeah, because the, the main, without the main game, you don't you don't get anything out of there. You can't even unlock it. No. It's no. Just, you can't. 
so you give the handkerchief to the collector, which he talks and says whatever his creepy things are. And he has a, I don't know if he starts with the book, but the book's telling him everything he needs to like. For, for this quest that he needs to be done. Yeah. So you start bringing him, you start bringing him the relics, which is just the relics he needs to complete this ritual for whatever it is. There's a, a key, a music box, a ring, a necklace, and a pocket watch. Yeah. So he gives you your first, because uh, you got to go dredging. Uh, he gives you your first dredge crane, which if I get back to your boat, and, they, and that, that gets you the new dredging mini game, which we talked about. It's kind of hard to explain with it without a visual, but you're, it's just another one of the mini games. It's not too hard. Dredging does eat up a lot of time. A lot of time. You can dredge, you know, two or three times in a whole day, maybe. Mm. Um, so, so for a while, you're just working on that kind of stuff and upgrading your boat until you eventually get to go to the spot. And he even tells you where to go to find it. Normal, he tell you everywhere to go to kind of find it. And you up there and you dredge up the key is the first relic you take that back to him and he does that the first the first time he just you just let him cast this creepy spell on you yeah. and he gives you first of your i don't know what they're called they just called them call abilities abilities. Call abilities and you get haste which is a uh, i didn't probably use it as much as it's maybe meant to be used haste as long as you're holding the button down your boat goes like max speed like over max speed but it also raises your panic and there's a heat meter that, that I, I mentioned earlier on because on I went over my heat meter and I blew it blew my engine out and I was able to putter along after that if you're careful enough you can because there's even an achievement for it for fluttering and, and, and hasting for like I think 10 seconds straight and all it takes is just I think kind of kind of kind of Fluttering, you just fluttering. You know, let it go, let it go. Feathered a little bit. Feathered. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, for sure. That's a whole different other thing. So for then, obviously, when we kind of move through this, is you get to go to a new area finally. And by now, you should have, I'm guessing, is a pretty solid understanding of the game. That yes, and you should be have gotten a. one of the new rods by now because when you first move into going towards Black Isle and then actually I don't think it's till till because you can catch your first shark I think in between Black Isle and Greater like once you go outside the first little yes. rock outcropping so that might be the start of Oceanic but like everything between all the island sections it's all all oceans so you go from like from shallows to I think Ocean is definitely and then Oceanic is all everything. So you, so you get your first Oceanic rod and then you're moving towards the next area which is called Gale Cliffs this can be the first time if you're if you're if you're stopping at all the little islands, you mentioned them before. This will be the first time you run into one of the uh, one of the sets of the robed, the creepy robed guys. Yeah, who, mysterious robed figure. Yeah, there's there there three or four sets of them, but all they all they want all they want is a certain aberration or something brought back to them or a certain fish. I don't know if it's aberrations. It's aberrations. They want a certain fish brought to them. Nothing, nothing really comes of this. I think I'll mention it every time we run into them. But like you just bring them a fish and it does a creepy little thing where they talk about how they just cut the heart out of the fish and it does and vanish and vanish into thin air. So I don't know. It's just some weird creepy. Like add-on thing. Yeah, just to like a well, it's, it's just a weird Lovecraftian creepy robe dudes chanting and cutting out fish hearts, and it's just like a little quest to do. They give you something for doing it, I think probably. They give you a special item. Yeah, I forget what they give you, but uh, at the Gale Cliffs, you will uh, run into your first of the pontoons, is the the dusty pontoon, mm-hmm. and as we talked, you mentioned earlier the uh, what was her name? She's just called the traveling merchant. The traveling merchant. I guess she ain't got a name, does she? Mm-hmm. Um, and now she pretty much. She's your replacement for like kind of towns and stuff to do. She has everything that Greater Marrow had, but all in one spot. Yeah. Well, I, one kind of cool thing about her is I didn't find that out till um, till earlier today actually, because I was finishing up some of my research and uh, I found out that the the the, o, the entire OST is on Spotify, so we can you can do that. And the listening, I was trying to listen to some songs, see if anything super stood out to me. They're all just kind of 
know if it's them, but they're very atmospheric, slow, melodic, yeah. piano, string, just kind of nothing high octane because the, the game itself is not high octane. Yeah, even, even when some stuff like fish are chasing you, it's only for like a couple of seconds and it kind of kind of kind of calms back down. But she appears because you have your main the Maros, which is like your, your the very center of the map, and you have four other groups of island. Yeah. And she she is your shopkeeper at every single one of those four, and but at every single one she has a different theme that plays. Oh, does she? Yeah, it's called like cautious traveler, weary traveler, uh, excited traveler. Every time, every one she has at each hmm. different island is a different theme. I thought. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I wish I'd maybe I didn't notice it. that till I was going through the music this hmm. morning. So yeah, she has everything. Uh, what she does do right here, and it's kind of it's kind of locked behind progress. But she does. You do start a a rest of the game length pursuit called recording rarities. It's all these. It'd be more. I don't know if it'd be more exciting, but they're like they're like one 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 of a kind fish mm-hmm. that are all like each each place has one except for Marrow don't have one. But like here has like here has one that. Uh, and then every other section you go to it, but it takes like certain things and they're like in a certain spot locked behind something. So they're always, they're not even really hard to find and, and they're always, they're always in that spot. You're not really hunting them. You're just kind of stumbling into an area where they, where they are. Cause the, uh, either she gets it. Cause she, uh, in this second area that you're in the Gale Cliffs is the only other, oh no, each area has a couple of little other docks you can go to. And this place has a town called Ingfail, but you just but the, but the problem is they don't really expand upon the other towns really that much. There's like a one there's like a one quest with Ingfail, which is just about this guy and his brother. And you kind of solve that to get to get everything. So everything kind of pushes you towards the next finding out somebody somebody knows where the next relic is. You got you talk to a couple of people. None of the well, they know where the relic is. Whatever. And then once you take it back to dude, he tells you where the next one is. Yeah. But solving the brothers. Is what gets you the explosives. Yes, those, those and that's that, that's another thing you use to get around. Play you unlock. You create shortcuts. Create shortcuts here, and I think is it just here in the last place? Because I don't know if there's any in this. In there's the, here the last place and everywhere but the next area, which is kind of annoying. So next one's, next one's, next one's pretty open. Yeah, the, yeah, the next one. The, no, there's one little spot there for, for, for some front. Right, front. right beside, yeah. There's like yeah. right beside that destroyed town. Yeah. So I said real quick, the little quest you do for them, you're, you're, these two brothers have been fighting, and you kind of just kind of work out, kind of, you could pick one up, take it to the other one, and they kind of just work it out. And you, to, you find a crest, you fish up a family crest, and it like, they just make up. And then he gives you the explosives, and the explosives, you have to, he gives you some, but then you can buy the rest. You can buy some from him. And then, production of the, and then you can actually start buying them from uh, him and her. And the traveling merch that she starts selling them to. So you always want to have some with you. They do take up space, uh, in, your space in your inventory, but you are pretty much going to go use them to go blow up and shortcuts and stuff like that, or even places just hidden behind rocks that you can blow up and get in there. There is a storage chest. That you can store the you can buy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, I mentioned that. yeah, we don't really, you don't really want to store fish or anything in there. But you can store trinkets and you can store yeah stuff like that. And luckily, because. luckily when you go to sell trinkets, you can like access the storage you can box. Sell all. Yeah. You can sell all. So there's the explosives. The next relic is hidden behind an explosives thing, mm-hmm. uh, and you get the music box. But uh, here, 
Do you want to talk about the creature here? Yeah, it kind of just kind of. I don't know if you're, how, how much of a, a good look you really. It's just your first really big. If you haven't seen any crazy um, hallucination, this is probably the biggest thing you've seen. It's a giant. I don't know what kind of fish it really would really be. It's, a, it's an eel. Is it an eel? It's a massive eel. Oh, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know. Snake. I think it's an eel though. It was an eel. Okay. Yeah, comes, I think it's an eel because it comes out of those thing, the the holes in the wall, and goes through and comes. So I think it's a massive eel. The first time I saw that thing was terrifying because I was just coming around the corner. I had no clue it was there. I was just like, because in these little narrows, and this thing just, I was like, what do I do? Make sure to hit turn and run as fast as you can. But you know, such tight spaces you can't. Yeah, the cliffs. Yeah, the cliffs are pretty tight. It's not my least favorite area because even by the end of the game, there's a stupid stingray here. Yeah, something you struggled to find. The last thing I got in the game, come back because I gave up on it, and then eventually had to come back and get the last thing. It was yeah. Here's also the first place you probably start seeing tornadoes, water spouts, water spouts, whatever. But those things actually they're pretty easy to avoid. The uh, regular ones, I'll say regular because there's another type. Uh, regular ones can tend to go in a straight line. Mm-hmm. They kind of go, but I think there's like hallucination ones that will actually turn toward turn to try to hit you and stuff like that, which only if you're hallucinating. But regular ones, I don't know if I ever even got hit by either one of them because they're just kind of really easy, especially the one thing on a straight line. They're, they're just really easy to avoid. So I imagine they just damage you if you run into one. Or The two things, what I read, every, the consensus online is don't bother hitting them. All they do is hurt you. But if they do hit you, there's a slight chance they give you a free fish. No, that's not worth they it. blow a fish into your ship or whatever. And they're, they're just... Just avoid them. The yeah. spots are awful. Uh, obviously, so you take the music box back, music box back to the collector, and he gets you some more creepy magic, and he gives you manifest, which isn't That's, useful necessarily yet. It becomes very useful, but very useful later. What manifest does is literally it just teleports you right back to his island, which is pretty useful for saving time if you're on anywhere else besides. Actually, if you're anywhere anywhere else and you need to get back to him or just get back to Marrow, because you kind of end up coming back to Greater Marrow quite often, or maybe less so later. But I, uh, if you're trying to go anywhere on the map, from one go from one archipelago or one uh, set of islands, because he's kind of he's kind of the dead he's center. Halfway point. He's like the dead center of the map. Yeah, so it's kind of and you use he does like raise your panic whatever when you'd use it but you also just can just like sleep at his dock or whatever and you're fine like if you're that worried about that uh he sends you towards the neck point you in the direction of the next area so it's a big big this is like the furthest you've traveled big oceanic thing across uh if you're if you know it's there uh, I forget how I knew. If I, I, I kind of stopped it. I had the habit of just stopping every, circling every island. Circling every island. So that's where I ended up finding the lost dog. And it's the one I had for the for a while, trying to figure out what to do with him and worried about what happened. Because I'd read about I'd read about losing at sea because you can lose the uh, the first guy I picked up. And then when you when, when you're in st- you're in uh, the Gale Cliffs, if you have if you're taking the brother to the whaler or whatever, the, the brothers, if you hit anything, now that's not that far, but there's rocks there. If you hit it and you the brother's gone. And you you failed that quest. I, I don't know. I don't know how that quest results. If you oh, that means you don't get any. Well, you had to get explosives to continue in the game. So I wonder, wonder how it plays out differently. Hmm. I don't know. But anyway, you lose the dog too. But where you're heading is uh, to the Stella Basin. Um, I wrote this is probably the coolest looking area. That's, this is the prettiest looking area. Like it looks really cool here. I like the way the. Uh, it's definitely the prettiest area. Which uh, it's it's way. Di- I like how it's like you go to the you go to the the cliffs and it's kind of like tight and compact. You can can't really, really move when you get to the basin there's like it's like three like one two three big pieces of land it's, it's like an x and it looks like a target yeah so there's a big open open section here and it's all it's really it's like 
It's just pretty here. Like it's, it, it, yeah. It's like, like a basically a massive coral or is underneath you. Yeah. It's really pretty and vibrant. Yeah. Uh, to juxtapose that is the center of the basin, which is a like infinity hole all the way down necessarily, uh, that you quickly, uh, I found out one, I was like, I did it anyway, eventually, but I was like the sense of dread kind of when you're on the outskirts of that. And it's like really nice. And as you move towards the center of it, there is like a genuine sense of dread in your boat when you're going, cause you can go over the center, you can go over the top of it and you, you don't want to, you'll see, I'll tell you why here in a second, but like, did you get like a, like when you drove over that, cause like, it's weird. Cause like all the ocean, you can't see the bottom of the ocean either, but something about like going into the basin, seeing the bottom and then they'll just, it just drops off in the middle of the basin. And it's just like, I don't know. There's like a weird sense of dread in that whole, that whole part of it. I, I felt like when I was doing it, it, it was like watching, like having like the floor drop out from under you is kind of what it felt. Cause you could, it's, cause like, you're, I'm going to the ocean. I know I'm not going to see, the, see the, the, the ocean floor. That's whatever, no big deal. But then you hit this, like you said, this set of island, the, uh, the, what's it called? Stellar Basin. Stellar Basin. And then you're like, okay, look at all this really pretty and colorful, a lot of uh, bioluminescent fish mm-hmm. in that area too. Uh, that's also the like you encounter jellyfish. Mm-hmm. But it's real colorful. And then the nothingness right there in the middle. You know, what, what's, that, what's that fear called? Or the fear of like the deep, deep ocean things that... Uh, the lasso phobia, I think it's called. It's the fear of the deep ocean. Because it, it, it's, a, it's a thing that affects people. There's a couple of... It's weird that it affects these type of people. There's a thing that... The, I think it's called the lasso. Thalassophobia. The lasso. It's the fear of the deep ocean. Because mm-hmm. there's, the, then there's the two other things. There's the, the lasso phobia, which is the fear of deep water. And then there's the one that happens to people on like cruise ships and people on boats where there's nothing. Oh, the infinite. The, the, the infinite they said that could happen to people, uh, astro- astronauts and too. and people on ships. It's yeah. the only people who can happen to is it's just, well, there's nothing in every direction. I think it's worse for astronauts where it's the, in, in the void. Yeah. There's like, but yeah, that, just some people mentally can't handle it. And the, the lasophobia is, at least it has like a, a slight, Understanding, you're like, okay, darkness, not being able to see what's in there. There's no no bottom of the ocean, the calling of the void or something. I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So, uh, it I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right away because of you know being scared. But uh, you really can't stay above the hole. No. <laughs> there is a uh, pretty much a I guess it's, it's a giant octopus or there's a crack. A crack oh yeah, I guess it's a kraken. The tentacles do come out and slap your boat, which is actually scared, kind of scary the first time it happens. And it pretty much teaches you to never go close to the center and let, to, to stay around the outside. You're safe around the outside. So you kind of have this this thing. Did you, did you go over it too and get, and get thwapped? I got thwapped. Sometime, like one time on purpose just to see what would happen. And then other times would happen just because I was like... There's a fishing spot right there. Is that is that too close to them? Because <laughs> yeah. there, unfortunately, there are like one or two fish. Well, that, they're they're there. They're on. That are, yeah, but you're given a way to deal with it. Yeah, which is kind of what you're working for. Um, you find the um, there's a little side island and it's an old fortress and that's where the researcher is. Mm-hmm. And she's actually who takes the dog. Finally. <laughs> yeah, once you figure that out, you give her the dog, which is fine. She gives you the main pursuit for this area. Everybody always has one for you mm-hmm. before you can find out. Because obviously, guess where your trink, guess where your artifact is here. Music box. Right. That's the uh, uh, that's the ring. The jewel encrusted band. Band. Oh yes, the ring. 
Yeah. Well, the ring was another one. This is just a jewel. I don't anyway, but anyway, guess where it's at. It's in the, the middle of the basin, of course, um, which is ob- obvious. Nobody, I mean, you're going to go there individually anyway. So she gives you like this list of things to do to help her research, which is just go around. This is how you kind of learn the area. You go catch all the different kind of fish she wants and you end up, uh, you do do the, she sends you to the abandoned research base so you can get the p- pieces for a, a new rod, which is the ab- abyssal, abyssal rod, which is another even deeper than oceanic is abyssal, you know, which I thought you kind of got that too early. See, I kind of wish the, the, the next area, the mangrove we'll talk about. I wish the kind of the mangrove was, next. was next. And then you do the, yeah. the basin. I feel like they should be at a different, different order. Cause you get the, Mangrove is not it. It's probably my least favorite area of the mangrove uh, compared to the basin. Well, the last area just the last area is just annoying. But uh, kind of wish those were swapped a little bit. You would have got more. I get opening up and then kind of and then the freaking mangrove kind of closes things back down again. But also getting something like deep deep ocean and abyssal just seems like more in game kind of more like you kind of work your way to because mangroves aren't as deep as abyssal and stuff like that. You know, what, does it make sense? Mangroves are mangroves, basically like a swamp. Pretty much. We'll, we'll get into that one here in a second. So you get the abyssal rod, and that's what you need uh, to go to the middle. But she also gives you a little bit of stuff you got to do to figure out uh, at the abandoned research base. Is that you bring her back these pieces of the stuff that she puts back together. I forget the, the sequence of events, but she gives you the repul- repulsion machine, which she's guessing will work. Thankfully, it's a video game, so it does. It does just work just fine. But you take that to. Uh, back to the research base and you attach it there and you could turn it on and that pretty much all that does is give you gives you like a certain amount of time 90 seconds two minutes or something, something like that. it's enough time to go like get the relic and do and there's always other fish that are only in the middle mm-hmm. uh, to go do all everything you need to do in the crack and won't bother you but it, it'll it wakes up or i think it lulls it to sleep you get a you get, you get like a warning or something yeah. like that it comes off it kind of like negates that i will say like I did that enough. I did the thing one time, got the thing and fished the fish and got everything everything in one in one little go. I think I had to do two, but yeah. Yeah, I do kind of figure that out. Uh, let me mention the, the pontoon here because I forgot that it adds, it adds trawl nets. This is the Starlight pontoon, the same traveling merchants here. She gives you trawl nets for the first time. This is the first place. They work everywhere, but this seems to be like the first initial place to use them because of the. I think they work. They, they're more for shallow water. You'll use them here and you'll use them a lot in the mangrove. They work everywhere, mm-hmm. but I think they work better when you're in shallower water. But those are like, you attach those to the back of your boat. They take up a slot, of course, and you kind of just raise and lower them. You really just have it lowered the whole time. You just have it lowered because there's no negative to having it lowered. Because the. This was also late game because in the ocean, uh, in the, somewhere in the middle of the ocean between the islands was the, um, had to catch some stupid shrimp. Yeah. And that took forever too. Yeah. The troll nets, but you just cut, you, you have got, to catch a number, a certain number of troll fish. Like you have to do a certain number of crabs to, for an achievement as well. Yeah. It all, all stuff, if you're working on it, kind of comes, kind of comes naturally. Yeah. Troll nets are kind of, pa- there's no mini game. The troll nets are kind of passive. They do break or fill up. They do, they wear out and they, and they, and they, and they fill up. Um, but, uh, uh, I forget what it was. I, I forgot I had, I had a hard time trying to figure out how to get the stuff out of the troll net. I don't think the game is a very, very, very good explanation on how to get the stuff back out of it. You remember how, what was it about it? I remember talking about it. Like, I don't know how to get the crap out of this net. Can you only sell it? Like, I don't remember. I remember it being like not easy. You couldn't do it out and about. I think you had to go to a dock to do it. Just to get the stuff out of your net. Mm-hmm. It was something weird. 
compli- like weirdly complicated for no reason. Well, but I think you, you couldn't do it on the net. You had first, I think you had to pull the net up and then do it. But you can't do it if it's like set not in the middle of the ocean. So you had to like pick it up and then once you had the trawl net lifted, raised or whatever, then you could pull stuff out of there. Yeah. That's where I started. You will probably see one. You said every set of islands has one is the black rock, black rock fish puzzles, mm-hmm. which is just like, it's not, it's kind of almost like playing Tetris with fish, except you're just, you're just like, and it's, but it's fish. You also fish unique to that island. Yes. Not yeah. And you kind of put them together and it does a thing. And those usually give you, they get free, but they give you, they give you a, um, like a cursed item. Oh yeah. That's where you get like the, uh, the like fleshy rod that grows yeah, fleshy fleshy rod and like tooth encrusted crab cage and stuff like a crab pot which all but all of them give you an enhanced chance to get aberrations and it was like oh yeah like what was it like the fish entrail fishing line or something like that yeah. the entrail fishing line they're all like grotesquely uh, so adjective this about when you we were done maybe one of these and then there's the uh, the black rocks that are on the out out on the it's like the southern side mm-hmm. of the Stella Basin. Did, did that get you the first time? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, exactly. When you, I think it probably gets everybody the first time. So I'm never gonna spoil it for folks. But you've done one or two of these puzzles by now, or at least you're aware of them. Uh, right here, you roll up to this what looks like the black rock fish puzzle, and it uh, it it stands up it's like a freaking big crab monster that has the stones on the back of it it'll, it'll jump come up and roar and try to smash your butt like it like genuinely genuinely like kind of scared me a little bit because i thought i was just rolling up rolling up kind of casually rolling up to do a puzzle yeah and, and it, a couple of those yeah I mean, there's also there is these other black pillars that whenever you talk to them you're like nothing happens and i accidentally i well yeah i accidentally discovered late game because I was going days at a time trying to do it with my, you know, wrap up my, the last of my fishing, like having a full panic bar. And then like you could, with a full panic bar, you can actually communicate with those, those yeah. obsidian yeah. pillars and they I give you visions. I, I never did it. Was it doing anything? Just kind of like some story about the area, just like these splash art and stuff. No dialogue, just like a rapid cutscene of photos of like mm. some just, you know, weird, dark, creepy things. But it was cool. It's kind of cool that it was like hidden in there that yeah. I discovered by accident. Uh, I have um, pretty close to finishing the main pursuit here. Mm-hmm. The researcher will give you access to another rod type, the Hadel or Hadel. 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 Um, I didn't Google this, but I wrote in my in my notes here. I'm not sure the difference between this and Abyssal. Deeper. Is it deeper than Abyssal? Is Hadel deeper or is Hadel Abyssal? Is deeper than Abyssal because Hades. Oh, because that. Is that the reference, Hadel? Yeah. Even though Hades is a person and not a place, that annoys me to no end. Is that, is this a, is that Hadel in Abyssal or the actual, I wonder if they're actual fishing terms? I doubt it. Because, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, that's just called deep sea fishing, I would assume. <laughs> But that's what it is. But yeah. that, it, when I got it, I was just like, and you also get them back to back, too. Yeah. I thought I was like getting this, getting this play. I don't know why Hadel stuff didn't come because you got what you get at the last place is well there's two more types of rods and stuff like that coming it just seems depth seems to be what you think would be the theme of a, of a, of a fishing thing and getting to get these on like the third set of island when, when, when there's a fourth and fifth it just i also don't think you need both you already have, you have you already have oceanic abyssal and hadal 
You don't need both Halo and Abyssal are almost the same thing. Just one's deeper than the other. And I was just like, you could have just left. Abyssal would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. The Abyss, the Depths, you know, but it sounds... And, and not to mention, like, if you're talking, like, other, like, fishing terms or underwater things, you have the movie The Abyss, which is, like, at the bottom of the ocean. Like, Abyssal just fits more than Hadel. Hadel is for, like, the underworld. Like, you're fishing in the underworld and stuff like that because of Hades. But then... Like I said, it annoys me. Hades is an individual. Yeah. He's not a, it's not, not, that, not that big a deal. I mean, they could have just left Hadel out entirely. Sorry. <laughs> so you should be able to, like, from here, just teleport yourself back to the... Because you would have got the jewel-encrusted band from the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take that back to the... What's his name? The re- collector. The collector. And he gives you the banish... Which there's an achievement tied to this. Um, never really, never was positive what was counting. Like what it does is when you're hallucinating and stuff is like coming at you. Like water spouts. I guess, I guess water spouts. Different things. I, I there's like some winged creature or some crap too. Maybe yeah. There's all kinds. Of, there's there's all kinds of different things yeah. to come at you. Uh, you get the achievement for banishing ten different enemies. Uh, I I don't know if it was like ten because there's, there's also other events and like weird things that fly at you and other stuff like that that ain't creatures there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens in your I wasn't sure what it what it was counting but I mean you just keep banishing stuff until you until your achievement pops in the at the final island because those for sure counted a lot of things I read that said that those that's the best place to farm it with that particular bad enc- island encounter so what happens next is you're sent off to the next area of course this game kind of have uh, I don't know which Maybe after the next area, when the next area was okay. Like maybe my least favorite. Maybe the last year was my, maybe the last was my least favorite. But but after this, I was fine here. It was after this one that I was kind of ready to wrap up. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that. Because by that point, technically, you've done four islands. Yeah. You've done the Marrows. You've done um, the Gale Cliffs, the Stellar Basin, and what we're about to go to is the um, Twisted Strand. Twist, Twisted Strand. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, this is four. And you're like, oh, I have a fifth one to do. <sighs> you know, you just kind of like, I was I was ready for the game to end when it did. It for sure. overstayed its welcome. So the Twisted Strand you mentioned earlier is kind of swamps, but it's all it's all water kind of swamp. That's what a mangrove is, I guess. It's like a, a swampy water forest. I don't know. I don't know the exact definition of a mangrove, but that's the stuff you get here when you stop at the rickety pontoon is you get mangrove rods and mangrove trolls. And that's, you know, certain fish can only be caught again inside the man inside the mangrove depths, whatever. And that's again, like you, that's the mangrove is like the exact opposite of, um, going deep. It's like much shallower. I don't know if it's as shallow as the shallow. I don't know how deep a mangrove is. Um, so this place is a little bit mazy. You're kind of moving around a bunch of tiny little, you have very small waterways. I wrote by, by now you've upgraded your engines quite a few times. And, uh, it, it, this place is a little, a little dicey with your, uh, sped up engines. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I never had any like catastrophic wrecks in here, but I did bump into a couple of islands because it was just, it's just tight here and your boat's a little, maybe this is not the first place you kind of really notice your boat's faster than it used to be. Yeah. I feel like but besides, it's hard to judge it by the day and nighttime suck, but here you're like, okay, I'm, I'm moving a little too quick for this area. Okay, so really, uh, just 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 for you and me clarification, the the only difference really between swamps and mangroves is swamps or bogs and marshes are low laying 
uncultivated land that became filled with water through rain and through other dispositions. So it was originally dry and became wet. Mm-hmm. Mangroves are trees and shrubs that have had the ground eroded away under them, mm-hmm. but they've stayed connected. And it, basically, a mangrove is literally just a coastal swamp. It's a, it's a saltwater swamp is what a mangrove mm-hmm. is. That's cool. Filled with numerous tangled roots that can grow above and below water, creating dense thickets. Yeah. So that's really the only difference is it's a landlocked <laughs> landlocked swamp versus ocean swamp, coastal swamp. Um, so here, there's, there's no town here, but there is the, the, the guy you meet who kind of what you're doing the runaround for is the um, airman. Is your main pursu- your main pursuit, and you also have a side pursuit of bringing the dog tags back to him from the plane crashes. I forget what he gives you for that, but uh, so uh, he can bait. He's the guy who does the bait stuff. For the, you. the bait stuff. He unlocks throwing out bait for you, which I didn't use bait until the very end. So we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Apparently, he just has. Apparently, he has the the re- relic like he just has it but he wants you to do something for him to get it which i thought was kind of strange all the other times you have to find it whatever this guy literally just has it um already on him i guess but he wants you to help him uh take out these things called mind suckers which are these creepy little monsters that are- i i like that that was that was different from any other thing you did in the game i didn't think that was kind of cool yeah sorry me cut you off but yeah. oh you're fine so you have to collect uh these mind suckers i, I guess he just can't but he's also like got one leg and damaged because I think they attacked him and took his arm. Or yeah. Like, so you had to collect these, these pieces. You got to go around the mangrove and collect these pieces, which is it, it's like you know you're fishing and getting the dog tags and uh, all that stuff, and you're yeah, and collecting the pieces of the mortar. Uh, this is a good place. I think what I read somewhere is, is the mind suckers do are here traveling around, and you can act, they're part of the you can banish them, mm-hmm. which is pretty which is a pretty good place to do it. So eventually, you get all the pieces you need to get the mind sucker traps. And this crap, man, do you remember this thing? The mind the mind sucker traps. That's the like the guillotine thing, right? Well, it, like I call it, I have a clamp stab mortar. It like clamps over them, like stabs them with something, and then the mortar comes down and yeah, blows yeah, them up. It's like such an over a goat or a cow or something some sort of meat, like, yeah, some sort of sacrificial thing or bait, yeah, and it slithers up from like the unseen darkness of the mangrove and it like slithers to it and like goes up into it. as soon as it goes up into it like the jaws of light or like the reverse jaws of life clamp around its neck and as it goes to try to pull out like I said there's a spear or something that it gets stuck on so it can't it stabs. Out, and then then the mortar comes and blows them up and you do that like three, three, three of the mangrove yeah three like or four yeah three or four times and you get chunks of uh the flesh chunks as your proof to take back to the airman which you do that all all the different times and eventually he just kind of gives you he just kind of he just gives you the shimmering necklace you avenge his comrades and his comrades i guess yeah there's not i said that this place is pretty small mm-hmm. it's just kind of small and dense and there's not a you whole lot blow up a bunch of stuff though you have yeah to there's, you, 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 you get a lot of explosives and here you're blowing up like just have, like trees and stuff like that out of the way or something something's blocking the way but anyway you can open it you open it up but this is definitely the I've like probably spent the least amount of time in the entire game here. Yeah, it's definitely one of the faster areas. Yeah, I like. I did, I did kind of like the. It's cool. Like I like it's the look of a mangrove. Different than everyone. Yeah. The other stuff you've done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you, I mean, we keep moving forward, and you okay. take the necklace to the collector, and he gives you atrophy, which I only used one time. 
well, I, it took me more than more than one attempt. There was a trophy attached to it. it took me more than one try. Is you activate atrophy at it to, and it it takes all the fish out of a fishing spot from a distance. Mm-hmm. The trophy is like activate it as far away as you can. It's yeah. called the far far away achievement, I guess is what it's called. And that's how you it pulls all the fish, all the fish out of a fishing spot. It puts them in your cargo hole. What it does though is it like it damages a lot of them or it, like it rots yeah. a bunch of them and it, like erases that fishing spot for I don't maybe forever. I'm not sure. Yeah, so atrophy was just not really I just it's so easy to really fish and I didn't really need fishing from a distance didn't do me any favor. So atrophy was kind of like the most boring of the powers. Atrophy also had an increase chance of um, aberration pulls. That's the other thing it did. Yeah, yeah I've got, I guess if I did it more than once or twice it would have mattered. I think I did it once near the end where I threw a bunch of bait in, a, in an area and had like four or five fishing spots and then just went atrophy, atrophy and you know, bup, 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 I just got a bunch of crap back to back just to get like the achievement or whatever and then yeah. I like reset my game. Nothing like what do you call it safe scumming <laughs> to not have wasted buddy or whatnot. Yeah. Um yeah, but Mangrove is just kind of, eh, it's done. You, uh, you don't have to go back there ever again. I guess we are doing those big fish for the girl. Yeah, you go back. I forget, I forget which forget which ones are there. See, that, so the big I already forgot about them, the big the big fish that are they're so unimportant. Uh, yeah, because you just throw a hidden in like certain, like they're barely even hidden, really. There's a calanth, uh, like a swordfish. And something like that, but they're all in like. Yeah. Here was like a giant catfish or something like that, because like mangrove or catfish. Yeah, it's like a mutated. But yeah, but it's just one. It's always in the same place. It's not not really fun to do. Uh, then you're sent off to the last the last area, which I don't have anything. This is just this whole place is just too much. This is too much going on. Um, it's not interesting to look at. It was cool the first time you get it, and then you're like, oh, this is kind of jarring. I'm, my eyes are hurting. Yeah, this is the devil's spine. Mm-hmm. Which is really just a bunch of rocks and hot water and stuff like that. It's just not very. It's a, it's active volcano. Pretty much, except yeah, I don't even think you see any lava or anything. That's where the heat. Well, the heat's coming from the lava, I guess, but there's no. It's not nothing spewing, but it's all like what do you call them? Like heat, heat vents, underwater heat vents that's blowing up. But if you until you get upgraded, like the the water will actually damage you the hot part unless you're upgraded fully but I think before I even got there I was my boat was fully upgraded anyway because I was hunting everything down yeah but by here I was just kind of like oh, there's still like a lot left to do here too yeah. uh, so you stop at this little I, temple you hit your upgrades if, if you do everything you hit like the time I got to the island I was like I have money and nothing to spend it on yeah I don't know if they should have locked, maybe locked the upgrades or given you more not sure. Uh, what I wanted. <laughs> so you do stop at this temple place. And you talk to the fanatic, and he gives you your main pursuit. I forget how he ends up giving you. It's like the lighthouse or something. He wants you to. Well, he wants you to go collect these things called the fathomless flames, which are just placed all around the devil's spine. You just kind of go and collect these magic flames for him. Uh, there's another pon- pontoon here, the charred pontoon, and you get your last rod and troll type, which is volcanic. It's just words yeah, at this it's point. Just, it's just hot water. It's just words. It doesn't mean anything. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's what sucks about this place is that it just doesn't. I said, we're, we're about the DLC. It'll be like ice or frozen I, this or yeah, frozen this or frozen that blizzard or something. Yeah, it, it'd be like just a, it's just a name that doesn't really mean anything, which kind of sucks about it. But uh, yeah, the volcanic stuff doesn't mean anything. It's just because the water's hot. I guess I don't. I don't know. I mean, heat resistant lines and heat resistant nets yeah. doesn't melt or burn. It's that. And sometimes, like the 
the base thing. One of the cooler things you'd get here, I think you only get if you were doing the crab pots with like those volcanic snails. Those were kind of cool. Those are like a real thing that exists. That I yeah, we didn't really say that uh, the um, the art for the fish looks very looks, looks pretty cool. Like the people, it's very stylized. Yeah, and like um, and you get lots of. We didn't talk about that. Like I say, the, the aberrations are just all kinds of just. It's like every just every idea. Like I feel like there was like no ideas that weren't used. Well, shoot, some of the uh, I think I think it's here. I took me a lot while to find mine. You find uh, uh, the shark variant here was called the spectral shark, and it was just a ghost shark. Mm-hmm. You remember that thing? It was like it was like completely transparent. And you could see it was, the bottom structure. Yeah, it was cool. There was one fish that was like just like a black hole. Remember that one? Oh, it was yeah. just like a spiral like, of a black hole. It had like a fish head in the tail, but like the spot in the middle was just like a black hole. Mm-hmm. And was like, how do you catch this? <laughs> so it's not, they don't expect you to think about it that much, but there's a lot of. They range from like gross to cool and just like just weird. Um, but uh, some of them are just like, oh, it's a cyclops fish and stuff like that. Yeah. And they get progressively more, uh, out, you know, out of bounds or off the wall. But they, they again, by the end of the day, I still think it should have been less. Like everything should just have one variant. Mm-hmm. Aberration. Yeah. Uh, the one of the more annoying things here is it's in two or three different places. There's these schools of fish that piranha. swim up to you, little piranhas, and they attach to your boat and slow you down, just so the big, just so their big mama fish can come hit your boat. Ooh. But you can you can banish that big fish for a little while. It's not long enough, I don't think. Like it kind of. I think she's blind, and the little fish make noise and the chewing of them like attached to your boat is what calls her. Is she blind? I think it's what the story the story was, hmm. and that's why because she just kind of like, uh, so you can actually like go past her, but she unless you hit her, she never came after you. It was always the little ones that called to her. Hmm. I think it's what it was. Yeah, it was cool, but it was also like the most annoying because it was also the most active giant creature. Like yeah, you had the 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 eel back in the, yeah. the also. Uh, no, I guess it was the. Uh... Because the Kraken wasn't very... I mean, if you went over to his area... Yeah, and then the mangrove was the eye, the eye thing. You the just banished the, the Mind Slayer, whatever they were called. Yeah, and this was that they thing. Would, they would sneak up on you, but you could outrun them pretty quickly. Yeah. Hmm. This is, that was the other thing. He was actively hunting you down. And while it was actively hunting you down, you had to, like, whip through some of these mazes and crap because it was really... It was open. ruins and stuff here. And the ruins you needed to go to, which is where you find the flames and a couple of the other things... We're all like hidden behind stuff here because you had to bomb a bunch of crap here too. I think it was more than the mangrove, but uh. yeah. So you take all the flames back to the fanatic. He does some ritual and just kind of burns up and disappears. Yeah. He leaves the final the final relic. Um, the, this is pretty much the ready for the end the the two endings. Uh, do you anything else about the game really you want to? Um, double check some stuff. We went over basically everything. We went over the trawl, the bait. Nets. Oh, so what? Oh, for the bait thing, I was like a certain fish. I didn't, I freaking said right now, it was a certain fish I was missing. I looked it up, and somebody had selfish one. Pissed... Yeah. Now the selfish I got. It was a, that was the most my most my most annoying aberration. Maybe? Was the sailfish aber, aberration? Yeah, likewise. Because like, there's only like two places you can really find sailfish. It's like and you, Jay, and you, you, you only get like two chances, and then they're gone, and you get run off. That, that was one of the last ones I got. So there was a fish somewhere I was missing, and then somebody on the internet, think, you know, the internet's helpful sometimes. Is that they had a certain spot where and how and I didn't know how bait actually worked. The game never really tells you how bait really works. Bait pulls up everything or like in an area. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter as long as you're in an area, it you pulls. Have- as long as you're in the area and you have the ability to fish 
that. Yeah. So what was was like it told me to go to the, like this certain square on the map and throw bait and like one out of every so many times four or three yeah was the the one fish i was missing or the aberration i was missing and that bait thing i think that bait trick and you just go buy more bait or take the guy all the fish i caught that i didn't need you just take back to the airman and he, you just give him fish that he, he gives you back more bait and so and, and the, the spot i needed to go was like j- like just south of him for the what i needed so that's what i ended up doing and i had no idea the bait kind of worked that way somebody kind of explained how it worked i had to do that for the stupid sunfish and moonfish the, the, it was it was that the one deep ocean ones yeah yeah it, yeah it, it was yeah it was, it was one, whichever one whichever one was the harder Both. one sunfish daytime moonfish nighttime yeah so that's how I ended up getting the uh, the other the opposite whichever one, whichever one I was missing I got one of them by luck I was missing the other but he said in a certain spot certain time of day actually I don't think the day I think because of the way bait I think that was the trick because bait doesn't care about day or night bait just either. randomly you just keep baiting and pulling up everything in the area and it just visually it visually just works because between the moonfish that saved I think that saved me an untold amount of time it would have taken to find that fish between sunfish and moonfish and the sailfish the last, the still, the last thing I got in the game was the stupid manta, the stingray. The, the <laughs> it's, it's like one of those things we talk about in games. Something that's easy for one and hard for the other. This is like a smaller version of that. But like when you talked about this manta ray, I had caught one at the beginning of the game, and like it never, that thing never. It was like it was like your nemesis, but it never even crossed my it mind. Never showed up. Yeah, was it like a nighttime thing though? Is that screwed you up? Was a nighttime variant? It was a nighttime variant, and it was in. There was no other thing other than being in the. Uh, the what do you call it? What was it called? The cliffs, the gale cliffs, and so I had to be like in the trenches. So I'm like, I kept getting hit by the stupid crap, and then I found a way to like, I got lucky and found a way to late. She was like on the outskirts. I found one where that I wore a place so I could bait and get because that because the cliffs have 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 a they have a nighttime only eel as well mm-hmm. in the in the center of the the center of the cliffs. But I was able to like cheat. Like well, I was like I, I towed the line that pushed it from ocean to cliffs. Like in the game, I had this little b- barrier, and right on the edge of the barrier, I would just do a whole bunch of bait, and I was able to catch it at nighttime. Nice. Because I, I was like, because I did the cheat for the sunfish and the sailfish and the moonfish. I was so like, it's it's not a cheat if it's in the game, yeah. and they haven't like, patched it out, so it's not a cheat. Like, I wonder if this will work for that stupid stingray. And I went back, and sure enough, it took me like four, three or four tries. I oh, took me I, I, all the bait that I had on me. Because it takes up, like, well, bait only takes up like one square. So I, I, I took like four bait with me, and I did it. And then I was just like, cool, get the achievement. Quick, <laughs> quick game. Before we get to the end of the game, do you want to talk about, uh, do you know how long your, your playtime was? Yeah, I got it. Um, I got all, uh, which includes both innings. I got 40 out of the 40 achievements. So I got, I got the 1K the base game, yeah. for the base game, of course. It's 16 hours and 44 minutes. I got it at 10 hours, 47 did I did I help you with some stuff? I think you. Uh, I, I played her. I played around a bunch earlier earlier in the beginning of the game. That's why I'm more off dragging a bit. Mm-hmm. I fooled around a lot. Not fooled around. I always was giving myself certain that I was doing maybe more crab pots. I did. I was definitely fooling around. You were kind of like really just hitting it. Well, we, well with that and you. It's, like, a, you it's a big difference. Me. God, yeah. it's a big difference. I did ten hours. Well, the, the funny thing, how much was yours? Sixteen forty-four. Okay, so the average play, the average completion time according to TA is sixteen to twenty-two hours. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, I'll, how'd you do it? Ten. Ten forty. I think because you told me to. Like some, did that give you some hints for certain things? I don't remember. You gave me some hints, or we discovered them together. Like do like. We were playing uh, pot of play because I was always a little bit ahead of you, mm-hmm. so maybe 
man, that's six hours is a big one or two hours, maybe. I think you were like just enjoying the game. Did and you? I was kind of like, I'm ready for this to be. I wasn't. Like, it could have been a bit, a bit of that because I was like, for the first up until. Like the all the way through the base, and probably I was like genuinely like now I do like the game. You'll talk about my rating, my rating mm-hmm. for this game. I do, I did really like this game. Uh, it, just, it kind of overstays a little bit longer, but I was like for the first couple of sets of islands, I was like this is this is my jam. This is like one of the like the, one of the better things I've played in a while. It, it kind of just hit all you know checked all the boxes and stuff for me. If CD thing of like you know a checklist and just checking off. The checklist. I had stuff to do and yeah, so like that was good for me. So ten hours, man. Yeah, ten out ten forty seven is what I did. I fooled around and, for a while. And it's funny because um, I looked at my days too. I was curious about it. So my first achievement I got was on September twenty third, and then my last achievement I got uh, was uh, September thirtieth at eleven fifty nine at night. <laughs> <laughs> you were really trying to get that last that steam rate or something. Even before I went to bed or so, like in the in the morning. Yeah, you're, ne- you're, ne- you're never up that late. That's funny. No. But I mean, that's like, what, a week, right? 20, 20 yeah. that's literally a week. Yeah. Seven days, 10 hours, almost 11 hours over 10 days. It's not bad. Not, not even 10 days. It's like, a, what, um, seven. So it's two endings? Yeah. So initially, you just take the final relic to the collector. I kind of, I wrote down kind of what happens for the good ending, but what, so it had the bad ending, you give him the relics, he like says some stuff and like takes the book out to the water and you just die. Well, you just kind of go about your business, and like then the, like the world ends or whatever. Yeah, then he he goes and summons a big Lovecraftian creature, and then like yeah, the world ends. The world horror. Yeah, that's. Well, that's the same one. Did you, did you ever swim? Go not swim. Did you ever boat way out past the, uh, too far out? No, I never did because I was like. Because somewhere out there, it's no one of my game overs. I got a, I got a game over one time, and it was because I was somewhere. What's that? too far crazy or something like that but like of something like bigger than anything else in the game it comes up and just goes whoop, and just eats you mm-hmm. it's just like game over it like loads loads last last auto, it's like auto saving you do auto save quite a bit anytime you come in and out of a town it yeah um, it's pretty but that was handy. i think that was part of or is that the other the other ending was kind of like uh i think i think it's the good end, the good ending which involves that exact same big giant fish comes up so that you just take him, take him that stuff, and it kind of triggers the bad ending, which is he he uses the book to end the world. Basically, is kind of what happens. Well, it's like kind of heartfelt. He is trying to bring like his dead wife, dead wife back, or something like that. Or is that part of the good ending? I think it's regard. I think by the end of it, you find out that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. So you just load back up before you give. He loads back up before you give the last relic to the collector. Mm-hmm. And what happens here is you got to get make this is where we, you've been talking to the lighthouse keeper after every major plot point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her com- what she was talking about. Because she knows she, she knows about with the dude. The previous she starts talking about the previous mayor and how things are different and whatever's going on. And then you remind her of someone. Remind her of someone, which I guess maybe is the other mayor or something like that. But anyway, you talk as long as you talk to her enough times, I think she's what triggers the mayor popping up on their sister out. And like to like to the southeast a little bit of the of the uh no, what's no. the lava place called? Uh, so it's it's yeah it's north Devil, Devil's Spine. It's northeast between yeah kind of, two of you. It's like halfway between the marrow and Crater Marrow and, and Devil's Spine. Up from him too. Yeah, to the right a little bit. So you find the old mayor, and I forget because I didn't remember reading the stuff, but like getting to him and bringing him back is what how you trigger the good ending i forget why oh uh, it's something it's, it's it, this is where it gets weird 
because you end up being you, you're an amnesic guy. This is the big the big plot twist. It turns out your guy like punches and at the at the collector and it it mirror the mirror breaks that you were you were the you were just an insane dude. You were the collector the whole time. Yeah. And you needed all this stuff to bring your wife, who is bring your wife back, which is the same kind of ending, but bring your wife back, uh, who died at sea or whatever. It was, it was very strange and kind of like, ooh, what that tweets. So instead of using the relics in the book for the good ending, he goes out to the you go to the, I think you go to the you same spot, the exact spot. Yeah. And he, at this time, he tosses. So the first time it the first time it brings his wife back, I guess. But the world ends, so does it matter? Well, it's the Eldritch thing of pretending to be the wife, or something like that. So this time, he just kind of throws the, you, you, the good. He throws the relics in the book into the water, and then the big sea creature just comes up and eats the boat and game over. That's it. That's just that's just the ending. Yeah, but you don't end the world. If you but you don't end the world. Yeah, he just kind of sacrifices himself. I guess. It's like about letting go and. The I don't know. I don't know if there was. A, I, don't, I don't think there was a message. I think this is one of those things where the, the game itself is more about the gameplay. The gameplay. That's about what journey. That's about the destination. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I actually didn't see the uh, you being the collector thing because yeah. there's not enough talking in the game. Maybe there's maybe I mean the dialogue. Maybe some stuff the light keeper said. Well, the light keeper and the mayor keep saying that they. He's like, you look from you. He's like, you you remind me of so and so. The way you do this, like they keep saying, you remind me of so and so. You remind me of someone I, I used I used to know. Yeah. But it's you know you're like that's weird. I don't know. Mm. It, it, it is a very stuffed little adventure to say that because it, it's all this sounds like a lot, but I was able to do it in. Now a little under 11 hours. Yeah. That was a shotgun blast of time for you. Like, you really yeah. tore, you must have really tore through it. Well, because I was also not, um, I started using... I bet all, I bet, I bet all my, I bet all my upgrades were done, like... I think all your upgrades were done at, like, the Stellar Basin. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I was just all, uh, all about it. too busy. I was trying to get through You're it. moving through it, yeah. Oh, that's I a cool... I think you told me, too. You're like, hey, you know, I have all these upgrades, but the game's not as fun. And I was like, okay, let me try to, like, plow through the game a little bit and do it. Do it, but even before I made it to the volcanic island, I was full of upgrades. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty much. I mean, that's Dredge. I mean, Dredge, cool little indie game, man. Yeah, I, I definitely look forward to whatever they do next. I didn't see that they were doing anything. A little more Dredge, right more now. Dredge. More Dredge. I'll, I'll definitely play whatever they put out next. For sure. Yeah. Um. So real quick, we do our silly little ratings now. They don't. We're not a review podcast or anything but these ratings kind of come from little fun little ratings we do for our, our other other pod blake was doing them on the other podcast i thought it'd be fun to do on this one doesn't doesn't mean anything we're not really reviewers but we have a little what a little ten, little 10 fun total 10 point scale uh, i don't remember what all my previous numbers were doesn't really matter doesn't mean anything it's can't we can't really don't compare these numbers to the numbers of, of another game because it's all about like the individual experience of each game. Some games would be like, why was this this number and why was that number who's clearly not as good as that number? It doesn't matter. Who cares? This is this is just this is just for fun. We're not we're not reviewers of any type. With that said, I really I really enjoyed this. I think even like like when I was playing middle of playing it, I think even before you started it, I think I, I played for quite a, like a big chunk before you before before you started it, and I was like, I really like this. It's like cool. I really like I like this. Is this just I think this all also kind of came at like a perfect time where you and me were in between jobs for like a month. Yeah. And so you got to just have fun, no just, stress. Yeah, just relax for a little bit yeah. and go, go, on a, go on an extended fishing trip. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm not 
particularly ready to jump back into the DLC. Like we talked about, I'm going to go back to, I'll probably wait till I can, I want to buy it and support the little developer, you know? Mm -hmm. So we'll probably wait till all the DLCs out and buy a, buy a little, buy a little full version, whatever you want to call it. We'll buy that. I, 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 pass or something. something like that. So with that said, I give this eight Lovecraft infused fishing trips out of 10. That's not bad. Not bad at all. I know it's higher than what, definitely higher than what you will do, but I had, well, I, I genuinely had fun. Yeah. Enjoyed my whole, most of my experience. It, trailing off on the end and getting kind of long-winded doesn't necessarily take away from the, the, the now, now we've had games that do like it's just like it just starts to suck now this didn't um, and I'm rambling it didn't start it didn't start to suck it was just kind of like okay I'm doing more of the same it's taking a little too long for this game to end it is not like they it's not like they just suddenly added in something new that sucked yeah it was just more of more of game which I'm you know which is that's how I get my rating it's like I've had stuff I have uh we will do uh, eventually. We'll do the Callisto Protocol, which I was very excited about. I have. I want to explain my rating for that game when it happens. I had that game that literally starts at a certain number and changes twice. My rating for that game changes twice throughout my playthrough of my game. And I'm going to explain why. Okay. Games can change dramatically while you're playing in this game. It was well crafted, glitches. no glitches. Yeah, just a solid. Do, I didn't have encounter any. Just a solid, glitches. solid game. It's a nice solid, especially if you think it was four people. Yeah, it's awesome. Four, Four people focused, five, dedicated. Count the outsourced composer who was uh, named David Mason. I don't know if I said his name earlier. Yeah. Anyway, you? Uh, uh, I wish that I was a little more clever, but my mm. my rating is close to yours. It's not the same thing, but it's close. Oh, boy. We, uh, we both said Lovecraft, didn't we? No, no, no. Okay. We did. I tried to avoid Lovecraft just because I was like, nah, that, it seemed... On the nose, on and a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's all over the game. I know, um, but I rated it based off like I felt that it was overstaying its welcome. I do 100% think that we there didn't need to be 128 fish. Not every some of the fish had like you said like three mutations, aberrations. Everything just needed one, mm -hmm. just one. That's all it needed. And that because I also cut into a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. But I liked, I genuinely liked everything about it, the aesthetic and all that stuff. And I think we talked about, every, there's one thing we didn't talk about. It's not a super, but it does help you. There's the uh, spyglass that you get when your abilities that you can like, what is that over there? And it'll tell you, it'll tell you what, what kind of fish is there. you the silhouette. So you're like, oh, I'm not looking for eel. I'm not looking for squid. It did, it, that does help narrow some things down. So the spyglass, and there's even a um, achievement for spyglassing every type of fish. Yeah, but you kind of do naturally for just if you're spinning it around, yeah. Um, but I gave I give on uh, seven supernatural sea terrors out of ten. Hmm, nice. That's, that's actually higher than I thought you would do. Well, because it's it, it, it's it, solid. It's a solid game. Like it, it, if there had been some glitches or some like even like or if it was just annoying and it's not. Hmm. It's never. It's literally like I, I said at the very beginning. We're we're, we're going to ramble now. I mean, we're just rambling at this point. But like the mini games never get like ugh. Ugh, you know I don't want to do this thing. Like it just, it just somehow stays perfectly solid and high. That its quality maintains through the whole game. And it's just you, like as you progress, you do get, like I said, the, uh, the with, with the the passive upgrades from the books and your equipment. It allows you to get through the mini games even faster. So it yeah. takes like two presses instead of three, or yeah. you know. It's cool. never like one press and done. You always, like I think the, the shortest it get was like two, but mm -hmm. remember the ones that would like tick because it, it was like in the three corners and it would tick back and forth. You hit it and then it would come over here, but it would usually be done by the second one. I never had to get to the third. Yeah, 
But yeah, so I give it yeah seven. Not bad. What a good game. Mm-hmm. Above average for sure. Yeah. Uh, so our next game, we, like we do on the podcast now, we like to go ahead and announce our next game. So we would like people to write in and share thoughts on games like that. You can write into any of our social medias. Like at White Blake said, the links to our social medias and our email address and everything like that is in the show notes to write in uh, stuff about games. Nobody ever write. We, we have a little, little bit of a listener base here. We'd like to be able to write in and share their thoughts on games like this. Maybe we'll get more on this next game. It's a big one. Because we don't normally do. We try. We don't. Do we act actively avoid AAA to an extent? To an extent. We like to talk about smaller games and stuff like that. And there's a reason we're doing this next game anyway. So we're going to do, we're going to talk about, no, I don't, I didn't, I, I just, I just beat it the other day and I didn't really take a whole lot of notes because I was, I just want to share the thoughts of my, my general experience of playing it and stuff like that. And the game doesn't need a play by play or any kind of nonsense like that. Cause I just did it. But no, the, the why I did it is why we're going to be talking about it now. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, playing through the Resident Evil 2 remake. Now, this is specifically, I mean, it's for everybody to enjoy, but this is specific, specific ugh, can't talk, specifically because our cousin Daniel on his YouTube channel did a uh, a full playthrough of the whole game, uh, pretty much because I requested it requested it for him to do, because I always, we will say, I'll, I'll repeat this, probably repeat the story on the on the other podcast coming up, but like when we were growing up, uh, we used to watch our him play he was just, you know, video just video games in general, uh, lots of stuff. But one of the things are some of our fondest memories was watching through our our, our closed fingered our, eyes. Yeah, watching him watching him play the original Resident Evil Two when we were little, little bitty kids. And he, beat, and he did the same thing. He beat the entire game in one night while we were downstairs. Yeah, and watching it had pillow forts and stuff in the downstairs living room. And, and he was just playing through Resident Evil Two. So he's like, he's asking for recommendations, and I was like, hey, dude, do the do the remake. That'd be cool. I'd like to watch you play that. So he did, of course. That, that was awesome. I wa- I've watched it all. I think Blake's dabbled. I want to get try and get Blake to watch more of the play because the game Resident Evil Two is not very long. So maybe we'll dabble. We'll, you know, Get Blake to run through it too. So we're, that's what we're going to do that because we want to talk about. Because right after uh, he completed it, uh, I, I watched all his videos and stuff. Where I watched his full playthrough, I went, I went and put it back because we had played it. We had dabbled before. I had played it and I had kind of dropped it. I don't remember why. I mean, it was just going to annoy. You were you were trying to achievement hunt it. Yeah. And you were like, let me play through it on like either hard or normal, and you got really annoyed with it, and then. And like, you put, you, you, like months later, I played it, but I played it on easy and had a much better time. And even told you that it was much more enjoyable. Yeah. Like, there's like a hunt the game, just play it. Yeah, there's like a three year gap on my achievements for that game. But anyway, that's why we played it. What we, we both, I mean, Blake's thoughts are maybe a little older than mine. He played it a little while, like three years ago. Yeah. He, might, he might do a refresher. Maybe maybe his refresher will be watching the Daniel's uh, playthroughs, our cousin's playthroughs of his character. Because so I did play Daniel's videos are a Claire playthrough, so I decided to do a Leon playthrough. There are differences in the two playthroughs, which we'll, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit. But uh, everybody's probably played Evil 2 remake by now and I don't know what we don't have no fresh perspective on it but I thought it'd be cool to uh, at least play through it again and and then have an episode dedicated to it to kind of pair along with uh, and promote Daniel's uh, run yeah his run through and his little and, and promote his channel somewhere we promote his channel kind of intermittently on the podcast and he talks about us on his so just a little sharing back and forth so if you have thoughts on your experiences or your time spent with Resident Evil 2 you know write into the podcast let us know we'll share them on the podcast and stuff like that and we'd appreciate anybody that wants to do that because we'd love to share it and have some folks get involved with the podcast we even recommend some games and stuff like that sometimes we know we have a nearly infinite supply of games to play but we'll take recommendations for anything like that uh with that said I'm going to wrap things up here. I want to thank 
uh, Jared and the guys of Emerge for letting us use the song Letting Go for the intro to the podcast. I say it every time. That might be the best 30 seconds of the podcast every month, every every other week. Mm-hmm. It might be, but that's okay. They're an awesome band. Uh, touring, doing some more shows right now. They're about to have a show coming up where they're opening for the uh, really cool St. Estonia, which is fronted by uh, oh, I'm blank on his name. Adam Gautier, how you say his last name? He's the the original singer for Three Days Grace. That's his new his new band. Well, they got three or four albums now. So that's another big show that Emerge is opening for, and that's really awesome. They've been open for ten years in Saliva and now San Estonia. They're just like nailing these really awesome uh, shows that they're getting to be a part of. So if you get a chance, look look them up on their social media, their website, and try. If you're in the area, try to go to that show. I think it's if you're local at all to us, it's in Knoxville. So you can try to go to that. I think it's in Knoxville. They're from Chattanooga. Emerge is from Chattanooga. But anyway, not the point. Anyway, go check out Emerge, follow social media, listen to their music, go to the show if you can. Awesome guys, awesome band. Fingers crossed. We should be here. I would think we'd be hearing new music from them soon. I think so. I want to thank uh, Milad Markovic, aka Devious Pixel, for the art for this podcast and for their other podcast as well. Uh, we got his art on our new shirts and stuff like that, like Blake mentioned. So check the art out. Check Devious out. If you've got anything, you need art for anything your art doesn't even have to be look like our he's a, he's a he's an artist in general he's like our stuff looks the way it looks because we specifically asked for it to look the way it does so if you need any kind of artwork done for anything give him a you know contact him he's a really nice guy he'll work with you reasonably priced all the good stuff nothing bad to say about Mladen. really cool guy uh and uh, last, and certainly not least, I want to thank Brian for continuing to edit the podcast and deal with all our nonsense, whatever stuff he has to do to make this sound at least somewhat listenable. And uh, come, you know, mention to Brian again, come to our Twitch streams. We're going to wrap up Wo Long pretty soon, if not already, by the time the episode comes out, and come might, might dabble in some Borderlands. Eventually, we like to plan to roll back around through our backwards playthrough of the Dark Souls series. Uh, we are One of our old streams was the Dark Souls 3, which was Brian's first Souls game, really, which is pretty cool. Uh, next, we'll be we'll doing, after probably after Borderlands, we're talking months in advance now, because we randomly plan things sometimes we might we we all got dark souls 2 so we'll, we'll be doing a, a run through of dark souls 2 with brian which will be a lot of fun so that's all i got come to you know twitch streams twitch.tv forward slash two smoking controllers follow us there so you know we go live i'll try to post on the social media when we're, we're going to go live because we uh our days aren't i know we're the worst twitch streamers in the world because we don't have no consistency we're trying to plan our streams and, and stuff like that around three three adult lives it's just not always easy but we do the best we can and you get uh and, and on the twitch streams you can get a little look at what you know, if you care what people look like on their podcast, we we do a rotating uh, hosting on the Twitch where each each time a one of a different one of us hosts uh, who's on camera for each episode. I thought that was kind of fun. So that's all I got, and I'll let Blake wrap things up, and that'll be it. I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.